Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage. Oh, I'm feeling in funky, sunny Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's right. Take your pants off. (laughs) All four of them. Oh, they they say that cat shaft Uh. is a bad mother. Uh, Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Just talking about shaft. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> are you happy we tried it knock we tried it when did we get into the porno movie business <laughs> we're oh. we always since day mind. one Never okay mind. uh yeah Never i'll mind. buy into that hey everyone <laughs> here in the garage train room slash <laughs> studio it's so dirty when you see train room man there are more and more motorcycles the more more are coming here though on this wall mm, but everyone notices the trains and not many people have a a room with walls covered with trains. This, this is, is true. true. Not many people have room cover- with walls covered with motorcycles either. <laughs> this is true. I understand. Uh. But still. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. How are you doing? On the board tonight, we've got Bagel. My valves are adjusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Cool. Blimey. On the pretty girl couch tonight, maybe for the first time ever. Yes. We've got Jeremy. Hello there. Also known as Exotic Number One. <laughs> but his uh, his vest has Zach, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, it, I know. It, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> also on the pretty girl couch tonight, we've got Exotic Number Two, Knock. Girl, when I break you off, I promise that you won't want to get off my saddles. <laughs> <laughs> It, when you jiggle your belly and you do that, it's just so uh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it moved me. Well, and it moved my bowel at least. <laughs> taking Jim's seat tonight, which is his way of pissing on his territory. We've got exotic number three, Henry. I'm only half exotic. <laughs> And well, flanked then. by exotics on all sides. I am the meat in the sandwich. We have Miss Who Emma. said that? <laughs> Hello, darling. There we go. Yep. Well, we are here to talk about what an amazing time we had yesterday. Oh, yeah. But we also are going to throw some other stuff in because we got a couple drawings to do. Yes, we do. And a game. And a game. Mm-hmm. Which will be good. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually Asians are good at spelling, so hopefully... Oh, oh fuck, fuck off. God's no, it's sake. the math we're Why supposed can't to be good you? At. Oh, that's right. That's Every time I try and compliment, you guys get all upset. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, Nock, yeah, you're an engineer, right, Nock? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a bunch of us went to the... It's Roland Sands Designs uh, presents the Moto Bay Classic. Mm-hmm. It was the first year they've done it. And it started last year. They they premiered the Moto Beach Classic with the concept of bringing together racing and stunting and music and art and bike show and food and just everything. And it was such a hit. They decided to bring it up to San Francisco, yeah. and I am so glad they did. Oh yeah. So. Henry and Emma and Bagel and I were all there, along with many other misfits. Mm-hmm. We, we, our presence was known. 
Do you guys have people coming up to you and saying, hey, you're that dickhead that does this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, but we saw a lot of the, the usuals that we see and a lot of uh, listeners that have come and visited us at the garage cool. and said hi to a bunch of people. Yeah. So that was really cool to go somewhere and feel like you just have a lot of friends there, you know? Yeah, the ride up there was pretty brisk. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Except... You don't like to ride with the pack. You like to ride ahead of the pack. Well, I went, so when I had, we had to pull off to pick another person up, you were gone. Oh well, I had to. I had a dogs to play fetch with, man. I'm telling you what. You important. know, I thought you weren't going to talk about your dog fetish. Everybody knows about that. <laughs> okay, very good. No, we did. We did have a good ride up there. A group ride. We yeah. had a, a bunch of people uh, mm-hmm. on the ride. Um, so I wanted to first describe the venue because this is, I think, one of the things that made this such. An amazing show. So on the the San Francisco Bay, looking um, across to Oakland, right underneath right. the Bay Bridge, it was um, all these piers. And it was all wor- like working ports, and many of the piers are like big warehouses. But um, this is two uh, piers side by side that the warehouses are gone, and all it is is a giant right. concrete slab. And it extends way out. They're they're large, and you could literally walk off the end and drop into the water. And it's very yeah. deep water. I mean, these piers were designed for the ocean liners and the freighters to come in. They were either um, for getting freight off, or the ocean liners had come in in the heyday of those from the turn of the century till the nineteen thirties. So and it, it it's is, amazing architecture. Yeah, is it technically like a deep water port? Do we know? I don't know. Well, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. San Francisco Bay is is a deep water port. Okay, cool. So they have these giant piers, uh, just concrete, and they're empty, and I think they're used for parking or yeah. just different whatever. So Roland Sands and his team came out there and designed this layout, and it was really well done. There was... Um, and we'll go through a lot of stuff, but there was, uh, there, like I said, there was art, there were bikes on display, there was uh, Gymkhana, like two identical tracks set up one next to each other so they could do races, hmm. timed races. And then there was also the hooligan track and the big <laughs> stage, which was no, like, it wasn't like a small, it was like a big stage, like you would see at a big concert. I'm looking right. at pictures of cops on Groms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were cops on Groms. Were, were they official police Groms? Yes. No, they weren't. <laughs> yes. They should be, though. But because we're in San Francisco on the water, it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. It was perfect t-shirt weather. We were underneath the Bay Bridge. It was really scenic with the the San, San Francisco skyline just behind us. Mm-hmm. And you had sailboats going by. One of my favorites was the fireboat. Oh, the fireboat oh, yeah. display. That the, rocks. The water guns ablazing. Hmm. That was really cool. Um, so they really pulled out all the stops to make this a good event. So um, we're going to talk about some of our favorite things. Plus, Em and I went around and did some interviews. Yes, we did. We got some really good interviews. And, you know, it was such a mellow scene. Everybody was very, very happy to talk to us. Mm. Um, everyone was very, very gracious with their time. Even the racers who were kind of, we, we nabbed the racers sometimes just before they actually went out onto the track and everyone was really happy to talk to us and answer our stupid questions and we had a really really good time some very very good interviews 
We did. But before we get into them. Oh, yeah. I want to do one of our drawings today. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to hand you this bag. Thank you, you darling. Honors. So. Handle that sack carefully. What this is. You know. Go ahead I and stick your hand in there and just shake them all up. Shake them all up. This is our our Twisted Road giveaway. And mm-hmm. we're going to start doing this every month, you guys. Jiggle yeah. that sack. Austin good. at Twisted Road said he loves the feedback he gets and how many people have said they heard about him here on the show. So we are going to be giving away one free day of rental on Twisted Road. That's and, it. It's that simple. And we should add to that, it's not a restricted rental. You can pick any bike. Mm-hmm. It, it covers any bike. You're not restricted to a, a certain CC. You're not restricted to a to an amount. Any bike on Twisted Road, that's going to be your bike. Get Man. that boost up, bro. Can I enter and like see if I can find an H2? <laughs> uh, there's an H2, but there's a Panigale V4. How about a Super Duke? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Super Duke. Oh, a Super Duke? Oh, yeah. Duke. Super Duke. So, um, okay, I, I asked people in the last week and a half to email us their name. These are all the names. You do not have to do anything other than on this on this month. So this month's drawing, this is over. They had to go on to the twisted road website and to find my klr and find the license plate in the background on the wall the red license plate from montana that has the number 175 and all the people that found that and sent in the email their names were put in here so we're about to give away one free day of twisted road rental do you want to na- know the name of the, the happy guy well first <laughs> i just want to remind people what this rental can be used for yeah if you're traveling and going to another city you can line up a rental and people have rented my bike for that because they came Mm -hmm. out to california and they wanted to go ride the coast or maybe there's a bike you're thinking of buying and you want to do a test ride what better way to test ride than to have a bike for 24 hours oh sure you know i work at a multi-line dealership and we simply couldn't even if you, you, we know you're a serious buyer, we can't let you lose on one of our bikes for 24 hours. The mm. best you're going to do is an hour with somebody from the dealership following right. you on their own bike. So you're not going to get a feel for the bike you want to buy. If you want to lay down some hard cash, yeah, rent it on Twisted Road. Get that thing for 24 hours. See if you really dig it. How about this? The Distinguished Gentleman's Ride is coming up. Oh, yeah. And they frown upon modern bikes. This is true. So how about a nice uh, a, a scrambler or, or a, a Triumph scrambler? Or a Bonneville. Or a bon- Yeah, a tr- nice Triumph. There's a lot of great bikes on there and a lot of good reasons you may want to rent a bike for a day. So, Emma, what is the name of this month's winner? Okay, are you all ready for this? I'm ready, I'm ready. Rick DeBellis. Rick DeBellis. All right, Rick, congratulations. Well, well done, mate. You have just won yourself a day on any motorcycle you choose. Um, I don't know what neck of the woods you're in. I hope you've got a good selection to choose from. Um, well done. Yeah, we'll That's be, great. We'll be contacting you via email, Carrier Pigeon. Yeah, Rick is night. very, very smart. He has left his email with us so we can get in touch with him go ahead and hand that to me i don't say say we never gave you nothing (laughs) awesome well good that's one drying down today so um what (laughs) what there's there's another no not yet okay Mm. but there is Uh, a lot of good stuff so um let's get to one of our 
first interviews, and I wanted to set this up by saying, I thought this was really cool that um, when I got to the event, so we paid extra for the VIP. We did indeed. <laughs> and um, what, what, I mean, what does VIP get you? And it said... It's totally worth it is what you're saying right Well, now. what it said in, in it is that you get VIP parking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, because parking in San Francisco is hard. Right. right. You got VIP bathrooms. Okay. Uh, VIP bar. Yes. Okay, I'm not a drinker, but yeah, okay. And VIP viewing. Now, ooh, okay. I was like, oh, all right. So as soon as we got in there, like, I busted off from everyone else. I'm like, I want to go see what this VIP shit is all about. <laughs> what does this get me? And I'm walking around. What's my, what do I get? And I found the VIP bar with the VIP viewing. I tried to go in and they said, uh, yeah, you can't come in here. You have to have a VIP pass. They booted you out. And I said, no, no, I got my, see, I printed out my ticket. I paid for this. Yeah, you can't come in here without a VIP pass. <laughs> well, but I got my ticket. They scanned it in and you can see it says VIP. VIP. Yeah, you can't come in here without a VIP pass. <laughs> what? And I said, well, where do I get where do I knuckles? where do I get a VIP pass? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. Fabulous. Uh, and I wasn't being difficult. But I'm like, okay. And then this guy pulls up on a mini bike, this little redheaded guy, and he's like, uh, did you are you having a problem? Do you need help with anything? I turn around, it's Roland. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, I, he says, I need a VIP pass. He goes, yeah, you need a VIP pass to get in here. So, yeah, I, I, I pay for VIP. I've been informed. I just want to know where I get it. He goes, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> okay. Somewhere around here. But he said, you know, if you if you want to stay here, I'll go find out. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll just go back to the tickets. And I went there and I got the VIP pass. And then he went rolling by me later. He goes, oh, okay, oh, good. You got your pass. I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, what this is the dude putting on the whole event and he's like checking in to make sure and he didn't you know he didn't know me yeah and i thought that was actually really nice maybe he cool. did know you maybe yeah, he was stalking you like i'm looking for a six <laughs> foot uh, butch lesbian uh, with a seven inch reach advantage over maybe <laughs> he knew you in a previous life well i i did throw in there yeah you know uh you and i were on the same episode of ride with norman reedus and he went okay no um i just wanted to say that i thought that was really cool that um hey wait for the dude who's putting on the event that he was going around and making sure people were were happy kiss the ginger 25 cents have have you sorted out how many degrees of kevin bacon you are ever since that norton reader show what like two from kevin yeah man that'd be interesting We'll have to figure that out eventually because that's yeah. like that's, that's just probably how it works. too. Yeah, <laughs> just what? I'll work on that. Yeah. Um. So I said, you know what? He seems really like approachable and easy to talk to. And yep. let's um let's check in with Roland and talk to him about the event. And guess was, what? He was really nice. He's we, like, sure. We did, and he was very very gracious. Um, he answered all our questions, no matter how banal they were. <laughs> um, and he's a he's a really solid dude. Right, so let's hear that here. Hey, I'm here with Roland, who's putting on this whole event. Is We're at the Motivate Classic. Is this the first year here in San Francisco? Yeah, this is our first year here in San Francisco putting this event on, and, you know, just kind of through caution to the wind and saw what uh, wanted to see if we could if we could do this and bring racing and music and the police together all in one place dude we talked to the police already and they're stoked about this event that's awesome i mean it, it's a good group of guys that come out here you know and they 
if you if you take like hooligan mentality and the cop mentality, you know, it's just different sides of the law. So you end up putting them together, and it's a lot. It's a lot of the same things. You know, we're motivated by a lot of the same stuff. And these guys take a lot of pride in their riding skills, and these guys all take a lot of pride in their riding skills. And motorcycling in general just brings people together. Awesome. I'm hoping that the, it's been a success so far, and you're thinking about next year because we're starving for good events, and this one is perfect for us. I really hope it, it that we get enough people in here to make it make sense. You know, it, it seems like we do already. It's early in the event, and I feel like I feel like we've got a lot of good momentum and a lot of good people and a lot of good energy. And um, you know, if, if we end this thing well and everyone gets out of here in one piece and we're psyched, we'll do it again for sure. Awesome. And you've been doing it down in Southern California already. Yeah. How many years you've been doing it there? Just one. So we'll do, a, the Moto Beach is coming up in Huntington Beach, California. It's coming up pretty quick, so uh, October 27th to 28th. Awesome. Can we talk a little bit about this great venue? I mean, it's, it's absolutely perfect for this event. Who came up with the Pier 30? You know, um, my buddy, um, Corey Eastman, okay. was working with Steven from the SFPD, and they were throwing the police comp here. Okay. And they mentioned that we could probably throw a motorcycle event too, okay. attach it onto it. So he came to me and said, hey, this is an idea we have. And I said, okay, as long as you let us run with it, we'll run with it. No, this is, I so, can't remember being at an event where the, the venue is just so perfect this is for the, the event. the coolest venue. Yeah, it's uh, great, I love isn't the it? Venue. And love then, it. how's the track for racing? It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's asphalt, so it's it's different, but I mean, I've been a road racer my whole life, so going fast on the asphalt, that's just part of it, you know? I've never done an asphalt oval before, like race an asphalt oval, so this will be the first time that, that we do it or have experience with it, but the guys all seem to really like it. Well, I really appreciate the, the stunt riding and the Gymkhana and the kids and the bands. It is a full moto event. I really appreciate you putting it on, and I wanted to thank you for that. Right on. I appreciate you guys coming out, and every it's it's everybody who comes out to this event that makes the event what it is. You know, all we do is we provide we provide the platform for everyone to come out and enjoy themselves. But if no one comes, we don't have an event. So it's really about all the people that come. From now the, I know you may not be able to answer this right now. What are your ultimate plans? Is this going to be a one-off, or are we looking at an annual event now? I'd love to keep doing it. I'd love to do this again. I mean the. It, it, we we did so much work prior to this event and we connected with so many different people that now we're like now we have all the pieces of the puzzle now right. we can just put them together you, and do this much the hard easier work yeah from this point forward yeah. well there you have it straight from the horse's mouth thank you very much Bay 2019 potentially potentially <laughs> okay all right thanks Roland thanks guys thank you Yeah, he was a cool guy, easy to talk to. I really appreciated that. But you know what? Did you give him, did you give him a card? <laughs> no, we gave him candy. <laughs> <laughs> Close yeah. enough. Emma let him lick her fingers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is that sweet or savory? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that one out. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. Exactly. It's the mystery flavor, darling. Oh my god. It usually so it usually tastes of Norton Commando. Uh, <laughs> it's Norton Commando. Why did flavor. I go there? Why With did a hint of BSA? Yes, exactly. BSA Firebird Overtones. <laughs> was, was that the diddle finger? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Dog gets out? involved. In this too. <laughs> Little I'm, hint of unleaded. I'm just letting y'all just run with it. Okay, very good. We're done now. Thank you. All right, oh let's anyway. um talk about some of the highlights. I, I oh I I will say one of the things I thought was really cute is they had these little electric mountain bike things these tiny oh for the little children for the kids for the children they had a track set up oh what that's awesome with these like electric little I wouldn't call them a motorcycle motorized bike Mm -hmm. and they just stuck a helmet on them and let them go (laughs) and there were the the little kids who like you thought there's no way they're not going to crash into something and at one point some of them were off the track and just zipping around the crowd (laughs) this this is not going to end well and then, keep me in. Yeah. And then there were Dad. some kids that were obviously too big for the bikes and the helmet, but the, you know they wanted to get in on whatever the other kids were getting <laughs> yeah, in on. Nice. They were folded up like a praying mantis going around on the little bike. <laughs> As if they just like you're starting them uh, on, uh, turning them into little biker gang people. Right, huh? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you started them young. But what yeah. I loved is there were families there. This is a, another biker event yeah. that was family friendly, and you had the you know things that kids could do and go out on the track. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you cool. were to could try and use a word to figure up the whole day, I'd say it's like a lifestyle event because it encompassed so much. And I saw tons of families, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and everyone was having a good time. Yeah, there were no fatalities amongst the children. Nobody okay. ended up in the bay. <laughs> That's good. Um, I did see children get uh, chased by motor cops, though. Yes. Yeah, uh, Wait, what? That. Where? On the track, mm-hmm. on on the little uh, child gig, uh, gymkhana course, they had a motor cop uh, chasing one of the guys around, <laughs> yeah, flipping the siren and everything. Yeah, exactly. It was great. <laughs> Somebody check the license on that kid. <laughs> I had a fun time watching um, down um, next to the hooligan track. They had a Ducati bus. Yes. Yeah. Set up. So big old school bus. Wait, hold on a second. It was a Ducati bus, huh? Well, it was mm-hmm. a school bus it was that had sh- a giant tent set up in front of it. Mm. They had like a couch and comfortable chairs, and they had like some stools and acoustic guitars you could strum, and they had uh, screens with I don't know movies so, or something playing. Specifically, Ducati. No, specifically, she's describing the Scrambler bus. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, they had a desert sled out there, and then they had these skateboards, and the kids had discovered them, and they were riding around through the crowd on these skateboards, <laughs> which was fun to watch, too. Uh, yeah. They just kind of let them loose. Um, so, that yeah, that was really cool. I loved watching the kids participating in stuff. Yeah, mm. they were having a really good time. I mean, it was it was basically a big playground for kids of all ages. Indeed. <laughs> So, Very much so. Bagel. Yeah. What was one of the highlights for you? Um, I would say uh, one of the highlights for me was the uh, the bike show. There were some really <clears throat> cool builds that people brought out uh, yesterday. How many were there, would you say? Um, About 30? 30? Yeah, I was going to say 20 to 30, but okay. very high quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, this, good is stuff. The bike, this is the stuff you see on like Bike XF and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. some really creative builds and, and some pretty unusual colors, too. Like there was one little uh, like a 
little old Honda, like single cylinder from the 60s and it was painted like a beige with with brown leather oh, it was butterscotch darling a butterscotch it was, it okay butterscotch yeah. and and it had these uh copper megaphone exhaust tips that is just this is really an interesting combination of colors it, it reminded me of a confection from my childhood <laughs> yeah yeah mm. it looked like something out of a can like willy wonka or something. <laughs> <laughs> designed by willy wanka Blimey. No, oh yeah. that guy that's yeah okay. Yeah, that's right. It had like leather cladding on the side of the tank. Uh, really well done. Um, and there was also a, a twin turbo BMW. Yeah, that was uh, what do you say it was? Was it K one thousand? Yeah, it was an R one R one R hundred engine, which thousand yeah. cc. Um, I mean, R100, the chassis yeah. was all over the place, so it could have yeah. it could have started off life as anything. I was kind of mm. scratching my head a bit and trying to figure out if it actually ran or not. Yeah. I, I couldn't get my head around whether it actually ran, but it looked brilliant. Yeah. This and looks like the um, was, light cycle from Tron. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a GTS 1000. Yeah, that's a Yamaha GTS. Yeah. That, was, so, that was my favorite bike there. Yeah, the so, James Parker design. Yeah, for those that don't know, right around 1990, 91, Yamaha mm. really went out and left field, and they came out with this GTS thing, well, which is a big sports touring bike. Big, with a hub center steering on the front. Isn't well, it's similar to hub center steering, but not quite. It was it was Yamaha's take on it, um, and the bike was horrendously expensive and very <laughs> complex. But I mean, there were great bikes to ride, and somebody took one of those and basically took all its clothes off and cut it down to the absolute minimum. So it was basically an engine with a wheel at either end of it, and very. Yeah. Minimalistic it looks like something from like a superhero movie yeah, or something you know, it really it, does exactly it's it's very oh. much you know if Robocop rode a bike yes. that'd be it part, so, part Robocop yep. part Akira part uh, Blade Runner or something so what this is called is the JSK Moto's uh, Rhodium R-H- Rhodium JSK 003 yeah something like that I haven't seen the photos of this. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah 001 really cool caught bike. on fire. 002 <laughs> ended up falling in the bay. But 003 <laughs> was a successful motorcycle. It was a great-looking bike. Um, flat back and red, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Real, it's just different. You know, that, that front end really just like nothing else it's a cool looking bike i just mm-hmm. i wish it wasn't a show bike i would ride the fuck out of this every day you know just buy it's a yamaha it's a weird looking bike just buy an actual yamaha gts 1000 well yeah but i mean this looks cool though <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and another bike that i was really impressed with too was uh the arlen nest chopper that was there uh-huh. uh and this was an looked at me looked to me like it was an early one like from the 70s probably yeah um and it had the, the vanity plate arlen one on the back and uh, this is like this, uh, like burgundy red with gold leaf, uh, had engraving on the engine and uh, and the heads, and it had a supercharger. Yep. With with uh, I think two, two uh, twin carbs feeding it. That's something I love about Ireland stuff. It's not dated. Yeah. yeah. And now this bike, um, we actually saw at the Quail this year. Oh wow. Um, and it's it it's what I call a Bay Area style. It's very very low, very very long, short forks. It's not yeah. like the big raked up long forks. Right. It's the stretched out, really good looking bike. Yeah. Um, and that gold leaf, it just drives me insane. Yeah. And this one was called uh, the Untouchable. Leaf is I think. Dope. Yeah. 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 Very cool bike. And I would have loved to hear that thing run, man, with that supercharger on it. 
man that that that's just because i didn't even see it at first until i started really looking at it and i was like oh my god that's a supercharger in front of the engine so check out this bike i'm passing around to you guys this wasn't even something in the bike show this was in the racing pit oh yeah i'm not even sure what it is oh that's an mtu9 is that what it is yeah. hmm. that is a good looking bike it's yeah. it up very nicely yeah uh mtu9s are badass looking bikes that is really well looking, uh, a good looking like flat tracker. Sure. I, I don't hmm. know that I saw it out racing, but um, that was something I loved about it. The the different types of bikes they had everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But every if if you take the concept of a flat tracker, and flat tracker means different things to different people, but every single incarnation of flat tracker was there. That's cool. From mild to wild. Yeah. If, if if you could describe it as a flat tracker, it was there. It was. And um, let's just talk a bit about the flat track racing. That was kind of the big... <laughs> it was pretty wild, wasn't yeah. it? That was kind of the, uh, the big lure to come to see the flat track racing. So this was a concrete track. So they yes. weren't really able to get the wheels out too far, but they did. And... There was the Rung What You Brung classes, yeah. where you had like a TTR 125, <laughs> yeah, a 50cc awesome. two-stroke scooter, yeah, and yeah, I, missed uh, that one. I saw a CX 500, <laughs> and like a, yeah, like you had all these different bikes. He out did there. well too. Yeah, he did really well. Can I have a shout out to um, Brian Honeycutt? Oh yes, and you know Brian is such a trooper. He did get spanked, but. <laughs> The one thing I will say about Brian, nobody put on a better show than him. Because he was wheeling, he was peeling out. He nice. Was, yeah, he was cool. And cool. sporting an Emma's Army sticker on his front fender. Nice. So he was doing hooligan shit. Yeah, he w- okay. he's he's a hooligan through and through, so Perfect. good on you, Brian. Oh, knock, you know what you missed? A lot of cool things. What what did I miss? You know our friend Ahmad? Yeah. yeah. And his, okay. his Moto Guzzi. Oh, yeah. He wanted that. He, he had a yard sale. Oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. Was he the one that uh, wanted up the north? How big was this yard and uh, what's on sale? It was on the track. Uh-huh. Oh, no. He wanted the bike on the track and had a yard sale. This was not a track ready bike. This no. is his, like, it's a touring Moto Guzzi. Yeah, this is oh, the yeah. Moto Guzzi yeah. Norge. Yeah. Yes. yeah, the Norge got wadded. So, in fact, oh. how? Okay. <laughs> like levers, controls, oh. foot pedal. Not right uh, away afterwards. Like, no, it, there was a lot of duct tape. So, oh, man. <laughs> um, is, is he okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The good. only time I've seen a Norge with more damage, um, you know, I did uh, Moto Guzzi factory training last year, and in the back of the warehouse, they've got like compost corner where they just put all the shit bikes that come back. And I think, I want to say it was Miami PD borrowed a couple of Norges on evaluation and just destroyed them. Is it I think n- they were involved in a high-speed pursuit and they cartwheeled them and just Ooh. smashed these Norges to shit. And that was actually worse than his, but only marginally. And so. bo- bonus points to the guy who did all the races dressed like a banana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Banana Man. That was great. Yeah. Yes. This goes a little bit later into what we're going to do... Uh, on the show, but Norge or Norge? Norge. Ah, it is yeah. Norge, actually. Yeah, but I prefer Norge, darling. Oh, okay. So, but one of my favorite you you. racers to watch, there was this, there was this chick on an altar <laughs> oh, yeah. who went out there and just spanked 
everyone. And yeah. Liza was getting all steamed up over this <laughs> chick. I'm like, who is this chick? Just like, who would just take off, pass everyone, and just be the smoothest rider and lap everyone. And it was a four lap race. Mm. Yeah. And lap everyone. And, and a short just, track um, too. Just short track. And just amazing. And, and I said, Emma, we need to go interview her. Great. And I mean... <laughs> This bike was so far ahead of anybody else. It wasn't the bike was out in front. It was just so obviously out in front. And so we're actually coming to my favorite part of the whole event. Oh, but, and it wasn't just that. It's like every time she come out of a turn and open up the throttle, that rear end would go, and, and the bike would just shimmy. And Ooh, I'd, nice. I'd go, because you can, that's the thing, it takes such throttle control on yeah. those and, and all electric bikes. So it was, it was also, was, not just because she was on a fast bike, it was because she had amazing throttle control and could contain the power of that bike. Mm-hmm. So Emma and I headed over to the pits to find her. I didn't know her name or anything. Well, Eliza sent me ahead mm-hmm. and said, find this woman and interview her. <laughs> she had this lo- long blonde hair coming out of her helmet. <clears throat> Can I say? Because yeah. it was my favorite part of the whole weekend. Sure, go ahead. So I went straight to the altar tent and I found the bike and I found the rider. Mm-hmm. And the look, the crushed look on Liza's face <laughs> when Liza realized it was a guy <laughs> <laughs> with beautiful flowing blonde hair right um Gage Gage McAllister what a dude so we sat down with Gage and wanted to talk to him about riding uh, on this track at this event and find out who Gage is turns out there's a he comes from a family of racers yeah absolutely mm-hmm. really cool dude young uh, amazing racer already is he brock's kid uh that was his, i think that's his brother isn't it okay, yeah they run a supermoto school yeah oh, yeah. Wow. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and i mean his dad's involved in the industry Pedigree, yeah. i mean it's a real yeah. biking family um i do think gage is a little overweight by about half an ounce i mean he's just <laughs> absolutely perfect physique and and a tiny guy i mean skill level is off the chart mm-hmm. but he just weighs nothing i know no wonder cool. the bikes move so quick so but neat guy and he sat down with us and was very very gracious let's hear it now McAllister. And what are you riding? Today we're riding oh, the Alta Redshift. Dude, you are fast as fuck. And, and the thing is, Gage, you were not just the fastest. You were the fastest by such a huge margin. Thank you. Um, it's all kudos to your skill, but how damn quick is that bike? So the bike, I mean, it's hard to compare it to a motorcycle just because of the, the power delivery is uh-huh. so drastically different. You know, um, off the line, it has more torque than I would say the average 450 has. Not a tremendous amount, but enough to make a small difference to where it's a little bit noticeable. But I would say, ultimately, it's closer top speed to maybe like a 250 rather than a 450. 
but the power off the bottom, the torque of it, is just so great that it, it works perfect on a little track like yeah, this. You just got hole shot after hole shot by a forever yeah 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 it seems to start really good i mean obviously there's no clutch on the on the motors or on the bike at all so um that makes it really easy to just kind of focus on giving it throttle as soon as you see the green light rather than having to, to slip that clutch a little bit and have a subtle delay in getting the, the guy the bike to actually move forward so. yeah but still you were, you were you were cutting it loose like that thing just kept breaking loose you just give it a little bit of throttle and looks like it would just come out we had to put some tire warmers on it to try to prevent that from happening just because uh, yeah that torque off the bottom it has so much like initial force that it does want to break that tire loose and uh, we, we had that happen a couple times in both of those races I just went out on and um, that was a little sketchy out there but I, I, I'm kind of done talking about the bike because I'd like to talk about gauge now the McAllister name I mean I'm old school that name's been out there for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. My dad used to race uh, some road race and stuff back in the day before I was born. And um, and then around 2000 era, he started promoting races, and that kind of just led me into my whole career in motorcycles. So you were really born into it? Yeah, basically I got I got really lucky and my dad started promoting races and that just, it was a perfect timing because I was only about five years old when that was coming around and uh, it just led me right into to getting on a mini bike and working my way through the ranks and here we are today um, with plenty of experience. So. Great, well forgive me, I'm 56 years old, you look about 12 to me, but <laughs> how old are you if you don't mind me telling? I am 23 years old. And, and how long and you've been riding a bike so therefore for nearly 20 years I'd say now I, I mean I got on a bike when I was about four years old so uh, I've been riding just a little bit luckily we have some property where we live uh, up in Sacramento area so just always had the ability to get on bikes and uh, real convenient for me so it's definitely paid its and what's space. your natural home dirt track um, street, flat track? I would say supermoto. I mean, my dad was promoting supermoto races, which if you're not familiar with supermoto, it's basically 70% asphalt, 30% dirt on average. Of course, there's different tracks that are a little bit different, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's perfect because it's a little mix of all genres of racing combined. You know, you have plenty of asphalt, and then you have some dirt with dirt track turns and some motocross jumps as well, so it gives you a good all-around rider, and um, luckily I've done a little bit of road racing and stuff here and there too, so I'm really comfortable on the asphalt, and I think that's a real benefit here today. So how did you come to be on the Alta, and is this the fastest bike you've raced? Um, so I got I got introduced to the Alta many years ago, about 2014. I was lucky enough to do a test on one of their first generations. Uh, we did a test in Sonoma at the kart track up there, and then a year or so later, I was able to do another test in Sacramento area on a dirt track, a dirt track setup, which was their second generation, and um, and then we kind of weren't talking for a little bit and uh, I just got back from a race in Sturgis, South Dakota where there was two riders that were racing. Actually one rider was on the bike that I'm racing today and then there's another bike that's out here as well that got raced in Sturgis. So saw the bikes there, uh, kind of regained a lot of interest when I saw them out there on the track and uh, I just, you know, we kind of got in, in touch and I knew this race was coming up and they're just around the corner so thought it'd be a perfect place to try to come out and show off the Alta a little bit and it looks like we're doing the right 
things. Every time I see them race, they're dominating. And how you know how long is it going to be before these are the more, much more common out on the track? Um, it's it's tough to say, really. You know, they've been doing quite a bit of, of push to try to get them out on the on the racing scene for the past few years already. But it's just trying to find the uh, the ideal genre of racing for it. I think you know this uh, obviously seems to be a really good one, but. Um, you know, it's a very short track, isn't it, Gage? So yeah. that's where the lack of top speed is going to work for it. Exactly. On because these, these bikes, I don't think they quite have the power of your average 450 on the top end wise. Right. And if they do, you're really putting a lot of stress on that battery, so it's not going to have optimal amount of uh, rideability time. So um, it's just kind of kind of tough to say where it really falls in and I think that's where they're having an issue right now of trying to figure out what class they would race it in because the power at the bottom is equivalent to a 450 but like I said the top speed feels more so around the speed of uh, new school 250 so hard to kind of compare the bike right now and I think that's their issue but ultimately they're also trying to find what genre like I said is going to be the best for their bike to to dominate and that way it'll get out on the market and everyone will kind of be well, interested in getting you, it. You sure gave us a show today. Thank you, Gage. Thank you so Thank much, you so much for your it. time. Yep. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. So after that, we started walking the pits, wanted to see who else we could find to talk to. Because, you know, and now we're buoyed. Now now we've got the confidence because nobody's chased us off. You know, nobody's tried to kick us off the pier. Really receptive, mm. really open. And I have to admit, um, then we were walking by and there was a, a racer who had uh, taken his leathers off, or I think they were just uh, down around his waist. And this was actually, I thought to myself, as I, I'm, we're walking through the pits, and I saw this like Adonis like man. I actually <laughs> said to myself, like, that is a strapping hunk of a man. And I, I know with what his like barrel chest and hairy yeah. chest. And, I like, like how you're looking at me when you say that. And I, I know, <laughs> you, you know, anyone can appreciate a good looking person. Yeah, man. I, form is, you know. And, and he I, was a fine. He was a fine looking fellow. And I just remember going, "Wow, that is a strapping hunk of a man." And we're walking by, <laughs> and then I went, "Oh, that's Carlin Dunn!" <laughs> Holy shit, Carlin Dunn, who we've seen in. Um, it was on any the Sunday next was it next chapter the one where he did the Pikes Peak? Yeah, well, um, exactly. Um, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to have a chat with him, um, and we caught him kind of at a bad time because he was literally going out to race. Mm. Um, but or for for those of us who actually follow this nonsense that we put out every week um you know mm -hmm. we have some history with lightning motorcycles and i was determined to corner him <laughs> and just have a chat with him about that whole thing right and we've talked to richard from lightning and we knew that that was a big deal five years ago when they set that record at pike's peak so we wanted to ask carlin about that which he seemed a little shocked because apparently he's done set a couple records since then or something wow. so he was like oh really you don't want to talk about what i just did on the multistrata no oh you don't want to talk no we just want to talk about what happened five years ago like, okay so here's carlin dunn
would you introduce yourself, please? My name is Carlin Dunn from Santa Barbara, California. And um, Mr. Dunn, I would say you are the go-to motorcycle racer of the moment. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Um, so here we are, we're at the first SF Motorbay Classic, we're doing flat track. Uh, what are you riding today? Today we're on a Scrambler 800 Icon. Okay, very nice bike, but I don't want to talk about flat track today. I don't want to talk about Ducatis or anything else going on today. Okay, it's such a fantastic event, you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> okay, okay, um, fine, all right. But what I want to talk about is an event that, how many years ago did this event happen? Uh, Pikes Peak? Yes. Um, when we raced the electric bike, um, that was 2013. About five years ago, yeah. So, five years ago, um, you took a lightning electric motorcycle, right. you took it up to Pikes Peak, and this was the bike that would become the LS218. Correct. And you pretty much broke the record, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. so that year we, uh, we took the electric bike from Lightning. Um, they hadn't really utilized it for anything like that before. You know, had done some closed course road racing. They had taken it to Bonneville. Obviously, that's how they got the name, the LS8 uh, 218 for 218 miles an hour. But they hadn't done any uh, hill climb, any road racing with it. So we worked closely with Richard and the Lightning team and kind of um, a group of engineers all over the country who helped out on the project. And we were able to uh, put together a really competitive package. Of course, I mean, the results Results show that you know that it was right competitive, but it doesn't tell the to total tale. And you know, I would like to tell the total tale. You've been very gracious with your time because you're suiting up. You're racing in two we're minutes. Not we're not supposed to talk about it. Remember? Yes, I know. Well, I'm going to talk about it because you're on you're on a bike that's going to be hard to beat a lot of the bikes out there. It's you, a little underpowered. You like a handicap, don't you? It's a little underpowered, <laughs> but uh, you know we'll do the best we can. Awesome. Well, we'll go watch you race. Thank you for being so great. I'd love to with talk to you time. too, too after. Yeah, we'll come no, back. Any time. Oh, we'll be back. All right. Thanks. Nice meeting you. Yeah, right. Thanks, Carl. Good luck. Bye. Awesome dude. Good talking to him. We have to go back and catch up with him. I'd love to go down to Santa Barbara. You know, see the shop. Exactly. We need to go down and see the shop um, and actually talk to him. I knew about that whole thing with the Multistrada mm -hmm. because when I was at Ducati, I can't remember when I was there. It was springtime, I think April or May. Um, they showed footage of him doing the Pikes Peak on a Multistrada and he just banked that track is that uh, after they said that you can't have two separate handlebars that it has to be a single unit to ride a bicycle oh, up there remember. or something like that Shit. Yeah. so time, but that know. just showed the kind of people who are coming out to race they're coming from all different oh yeah types of racing so it was really cool talking to carlin mm-hmm but I think right now it's time to do another drawing. Let's give some more stuff away. Oh, my God. Swag bag. <laughs> Vanna, can you tell them what's in the box? Well, uh... Yeah, what's in your box, Nock? <laughs> we are being very generous here today. Let's start with the small thing. So just a reminder, this is our Patreon prize pack drawing. This is for anyone on Patreon who donates $5 or more. They're automatically entered every month, mm. and we continue to get more and more things to put into the prize pack. It's a veritable cornucopia. 
So what we got uh, here that's is a Mike a, Beck <laughs> song card. Mike Beck song card. It's mm-hmm. a download card, so you can mm-hmm. download his uh, songs. And it's just a single song. song? And just a reminder, I know you've all heard this before. This is a recording of his song 650 about a guy's love affair with the Triumph Bonneville. The only way you can hear that recording is via us. It is a unique recording he made for Motorcycles and Misfits. So it's a big deal. Sweet. Go ahead and rattle Uh, through. A couple of stickers here. A Motorcycles and Misfits podcast sticker and Emma's Army sticker. Yes. Oh, we got a little... That's five extra horsepower. That's right. Easily. (laughs) Perhaps more. I have an Explorer America by Motorcycle voucher for 25 bucks on Twisted Road. Yeah, $25 off Twisted Road. Yeah. Nice. Uh, What else we got here? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Ah, Stockton Tool Company... Tire pressure gauge. Yep. Good stuff. This is the good stuff too. This is uh, it's got the uh, it's got the long hose and a purge valve and round dial and all. Yeah. Yep. And it's got numbers on it. <laughs> Just a reminder: things. check those tires regularly, guys. Do it when they're cold. Uh, in the theme of keeping your bike maintained, we Ooh. also have a grime brush for your chain. Yep. Yep. We want to, you know, we want to people to keep working on their bikes, yeah, and keep yeah. It maintained. Don't so get, we're helping you. And don't it, get your fingers stuck it, in there. That's it, right. <laughs> it also works extremely well as a lavatory brush. Ooh! Don't lube your chain while the bike yeah. is running. Got uh, oh, that's a good thing. A couple of T-shirts here. I uh, got a large one from uh, Law Tiger Motorcycle Law T-shirt. Wow. Uh, we got a white cloth here, a little microfiber cloth from Law Tiger. Another. Oh, look, I got a handkerchief here, too. It all kinds of cool. That's a do-rag. Bandana. It's a um, do-rag. Get yourself a bumper sticker that says, <laughs> get your head out of your out of your apps and keep your eye on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and of course, the big money here. Yeah. We got ourselves a battery charger from, what, what brand is this? It's the NoCo oh, Genius? it's the NoCo Genius Battery yeah. Boost Pack. Ooh, yeah, these are yeah. good. This is what we use out in the garage. Oh, yeah. hell, this, these things have got us out of the shit so many times. Because mm-hmm. if the battery is dead, 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 you hook up that bad boy and, you know, you're spinning that starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, bump starts, uh, not bump starts, it boosts <laughs> uh, all kinds of different batteries, uh, lead acid, lithium ion batteries. It's got a little flashlight on there. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. And that's, that's actually quite a valuable um, gift. And Apparently, I can yeah. see because it's still got the price label on it. And yeah. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's small. It's, you know, small enough to fit in your, uh, you know, in your, in your pack. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to do the drawing tonight. Cool. Ooh. So nice. this month's Patreon prize pack. Oh, let's see. I know you're never happier than oh, when you've got minute. your hand up a I'm sack. sorry. This is a battery charger. Yeah. I thought it was a booster. Uh, or is it no. both? No, oh, I think it's, it's, it's a battery charger. It's a smart charger. It's a smart charger. I'm sorry. It works with 6 volt, 12 volt, uh, lithium. It works with everything. Uh, They're great. I'm illiterate. They're great. Okay. This month's winner. Who is it? Ooh. Oh. Keith Marty Martinson. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Keith Martinson, congratulations. Well done, mate. All right. Thank you for being a support on Patreon. And thank you to everyone else, too. Um, we're going to continue bringing... More and more and swag to put and it in the packs. As a Patreon subscriber, Keith, if you want to do an Ask Miss Emma why uh, Nock is such a bloody idiot, I will, <laughs> I'll do my best to answer that. I can tell that. <laughs> no, but I want to I go into that. technical terms. Oh, okay. About 
big words about parentage <laughs> and parenting skill oh, skills no. during your uh, childhood so therefore made you of. the person you are yeah so one of my um favorite moments Traumas. at <laughs> Promise. <laughs> One of my favorite moments yesterday is when we were. All right, Doc, you're gonna have to put that down. You're oh, making sorry. Too much right, yeah, stuff. you're scrunching. He's still playing with all the sure stuff the, in the box. The shirts aren't wrinkled, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a considerate. I'm a considerate person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, one of my favorite moments, so we were on the VIP viewing, and the VIP viewing, they had this um, this VIP bar set up. Let me describe it. I'm sure it's like a trailer that folds out. Yeah, it and was. It, and they had this big like bar and chairs and tables, and it was like this big comfortable mm-hmm. area. But there was a, a, a stairwell that went up, and the whole roof of the thing was a viewing platform. Mm. And they had it positioned in the middle of this entire event. So a lot of us spent time up there. And one of my favorite moments was looking down onto the flat track and watching the hooligans go around and you could see the boats in the bay and behind us the bands specifically uh tsol was playing <laughs> and by behind us like if if this was a stadium we would have been in like the the 20th row or something i mean we mm-hmm. were they were right there so having this great punk music boom 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 playing with the hooligans ripping <laughs> around and they had stunters out there and yeah. and it was just beautiful punk setting never dies. and i just kind of had one of those like moments like this is awesome mm. you know where everything all came together and my senses were like fulfilled <laughs> yeah you know you you've got to understand liza seldom smiles and I was watching her, and I saw her eyes roll back in her head, and this smirk actually appeared on her face. And I thought, Liza's having a good time here, and it was. It was a. It, it was a great time. It was because motorbikes. That's why. It's a good scene. It was, and I was really enjoying watching the electric bikes. Um, how they were doing against oh. the gas bikes. Yeah. And God. so we talked about we talked about Gage and how well he was doing on the Alta. Right. But Zero had a presence there, too. Zero had a showing there as well. Unofficial Zero. Yes. There there was... Uh, we talked to Trevor Doniak. He's a racer. He's a motocross racer who is the test rider for Zero. Is that not a dream job or what? So his job is to go out there and just abuse these bikes. <laughs> and I wanted to see what would happen when you had Alta and Zero in the same race. Mm. So we asked him about that. And here's what he had to say. It's very short because I know you're strapped for time. That's oh, okay. I'm totally. very, very good. So, uh, so I want to know: Are we going to see an Alta Zero final? Isn't turned on, on right now. Come on. Oh, it's okay. So, uh, number twenty-five. I think his last name's Gage. I'm not sure. First name. Oh, it's a first name. Okay. So he's he does this stuff. He does supermoto and flat track. I guess I race motocross. So this is totally like foreign to me. Uh, 
I guarantee the bike could do it, uh, but I just, I'm not at his level yet. Um, Got it, okay. So I'll definitely try my hardest, but I'm not gonna say I'm gonna beat him. Cause he's, he's a good rider. He's a really good rider. So we ready to go? So, yeah, we're going. Oh, we're rolling, okay. So would you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, I'm Trevor Doniak, and I work for Zero Motorcycles, and I work in the research and development department as the lead test rider. Okay, so you are actually racing today, and you've done rather well for yourself today. Yeah, yeah. You got whole, regular whole shots. Remember, just I know I yeah, saw yeah, you yeah. Off, yeah. off. I remember. So you've been getting whole shots, and you you've been leading by quite a substantial amount. Yep. Okay, yes. good. So would you tell us about the bike you're riding, please? Okay, so I'm riding two bikes. This is pretty much uh, Zero FX, but it's uh, you know made to be a flat track bike. So we threw different uh, forks on it. They're just a little lower travel brings the bike lower to the ground. We lowered the shock just a bit, and then we had um, uh, a company make these wheels. Uh, they do flat track wheels. Um, I can't remember exactly what the company's name is. Buchanan by yes, Buchanan. Very yes. good, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Yeah, so yeah, they did the wheels, um, and you know, pretty much other than that, it's a stock powertrain, stock batteries. Well, I was gonna ask about the powertrain, because the thing is with Zero, you guys, really are very very committed to the powertrain you've got yes, yes. so this the powertrain that's in this bike yes. is the same as the powertrain that's in an s in a ds right, it's in I almost all off the to my zero dealer and buy a bike it's the same powertrain yes okay yep so Tell me about the power delivery. I'm riding a gas bike, like yes. all of our listeners. Yes. So how is the power delivery of this bike gonna be different to my gasoline-powered bike? So, the power comes on a lot quicker, yes. as I would say, because there's instant torque. Right. And the thing is that you have to be very, you know, precise with is your throttle control. Because being that you can break the rear tire loose pretty easy because it has so much torque, you just have to be really gentle with the throttle. But the power is so linear that it's so user-friendly that really anybody can get on the bike and go ride okay. it. And I should point out, because people might not realize this, all the gasoline-powered bikes out here are manual transmission. You're, it's, this is basically an automatic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a direct drive motor. So, right, so you I, have no clutch, you have no gears. Yep, no shifting, no nothing. It's actually, in my eyes, it's 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 much simpler and it's a lot like easier to ride, kind of. The only downfall, though, is with the gas bikes. You know, they have the engine braking when they downshift. Right. So they're able to scrub speed coming into the corners a little bit easier than this. For me to do that, I kind of have to use the rear brake a little bit, and it's and it's putting a force on the rear wheel rather than like the motor putting the okay. force on the rear wheel. I, I see. I do have our uh, neutral regen braking tweaked just a little bit, but, uh, you know, that's... Other than that, it's completely stopped. Right, so the regen feature is something that you get on a lot of electric vehicles, so when you throttle back, yes. it's almost the rear wheel becomes a dynamo and recharges the batteries a little. I know that's very simplistic, right. but... It's like it's like 6%. So you, if you had a mile-long, you know, pretty right. steep grade, you would definitely see a significant jump in your battery. But what we're doing out here, you're not gaining anything, you're not getting it back into the battery, you're more trying to tune so it's like a gas bike. Right, so you get that little bit of engine braking when yes. you throttle back. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. So do you find that the electric bikes are at the point where they're going to
going to surpass the gas bikes in racing like this? I feel that it's almost there. Yeah, um, definitely just a little bit more. I think, you know, development with batteries and stuff and, and making them last longer and not, and not you know, get hot. Uh, you know, once they figure that out, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty hard to beat them. The tipping point is very close for racing. Yeah, definitely one advantage that you, major advantage that you have with the electric, being that it's instant, you don't have to like worry about letting out your clutch or anything on the start or shifting or anything, you just go. So that's a huge advantage, I think. As an observer, I've been watching the Zeros, I've been watching the Altas, and you guys have just been getting the whole shot time after time after time. Yes. Um, it's, it's wonderful, and of course, the good news is about silent bikes. You can heckle the opposition. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the, it's so great. I mean, we have, you know, tracks around my house where it's like, you know, we can only ride on certain days because, you know, if they're gas bikes and people don't want them, you know, running all the time. And with the electric, we can ride anytime we want and nobody cares. Nobody can hear it. You hear like the chain going a little bit and that's about it. Well, thank you so much. You've been very gracious with your time. Yeah. I know you're racing again very soon. Yeah. Um, we are really looking forward to the Zero and Ultra showdown. Awesome, and, yeah. Um, a little bird told me that the Ultra batteries are getting a little bit warmer than yours later in the day. So okay. I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, it may be. It may be. Like I said, Gage is a really good rider. So if I can learn something from him, that'll be great. Okay. And if I can beat him, that'll be even better. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Trevor. You're very I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice to meet you guys too. All right. Hopefully we'll see you guys around. Very good. Yeah, it's economy. So they did actually go up against each other in the finals. Right. And should we say how how well they did? Yeah, please. So, um, of course, Gage was doing great. And Trevor on the zero, on the first, uh, I think the finals, I think Trevor was in third and Gage was in first. And there was a dude on um, a supermoto in second and it was actually riveting to watch mm. them go around the track and oh, they were all new. on each other then trevor started to fall back a little bit and then it was between gage and the other rider his name i, I didn't catch was but, it, a, but it's just fun watching the different bikes and sure. to see the gas and the electric so trevor did get through the pack he did great but there were some riders out there who really knew the track and and mm. did a great job so it was it was fun seeing that and then he made it to the finals he didn't do as well as gage did in the finals um there were not official results that i could find but i think gage came in second hmm Cool. I think the guy on the supermoto ended up winning. Hmm. Okay. But wow. that was just one um, class. They had many different classes. Um, another class that they had was the Super Hooligans. And these are the big Indians and the Ducati Scramblers and the Harleys. Those things sounded awesome. They they were fun to watch. And there was another great moment, uh, Emma, that you missed at the end when they finished the finals. And uh, all the all the 
all the super hooligan writers, they know the they know the deal. They know the shtick here. They know that this is entertainment and it's fun. Right. They this one dude with the stripes a sweater, he just started ramming the um, the barrier and just <laughs> would take his bike out to the wall where all the onlookers were and just start burning <laughs> rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Four other racers came together on the track and did a four-way head-to-head burnout. <laughs> nice. <laughs> filling the whole area with smoke. And then that dude with the striped shirt, then he busted through more barriers. He's just knocking barriers aside with his bike and rode over <laughs> to the other side where the other crowd was and started burning rubber there. And they just put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Just This is after the races are done. Yeah. Hmm. And it's cool. like, it's something like that that really heightened everything and it made it really fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a real biker hooligan thing, huh? That's yeah. cool. And they had stunners riding in between the, the races too. Oh, rad. Oh, yeah. well, let's talk a minute about the Gymkhana. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had the Gymkhana track set up. They were side-by-side cones with uh, tight, tight turns and like 360s in there. And anyone could go out there on anything. So they had, a lot of the cops were riding their Harleys, their Road Kings. Right. But you had guys on Groms, um, a Trail 70. Apparently that was a big race. Did you see that one, Henry? Uh, No, I didn't. It was a a cop on his uh, Road King and a guy on a Trail 70. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Perfect. And the Trail 71. Nice. <laughs> More perfecter. And um, Brian from Zero, our friend from Zero, he was there with another Zero, and he was letting all the cops try his bike out, and Ooh, they were grinning cool. with that. Oh, Mike oh, yeah, messed him up when he was doing the Gymkhana. I was with Mike when we were watching Brian go out, and he shouted out Brian's name, and he made a mess up oh, while, no. he was, while he was doing some of the Gymkhana shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. funny. That's funny. Well, that's that's pretty typical Mike stuff, uh, isn't yeah. it? Um, there were Mike's pe- fault, man. You got to focus this is, on your this game. This is third place, Mike, by the way. <laughs> there was people out there on their street bikes. Right. I mean, every any bike anyone could go out there and do the and gym con. How come? How come Zero wasn't out there with the display with one of their police bikes? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that they have a presence in San Francisco with that. Yeah, because I mean, I would that, that'd be a well, great place Zero, to display them, wouldn't it? Zero yeah. was there for racing, and these yeah. were the guys who work for Zero, right? Who are there for fun on their time well, sure. uh, I see. racing. But, but there should, they should also have a display out yeah, there. Yeah, but they did showcase. Didn't. Get over it. <sighs> Next year. So, um, the gym kind of was really great, and you'd see the cops go around and. Um, one of the cops, he was riding a concourse, right? He was indeed. Um, just amazing. Just amazing how well they could do. So the the the, the official cop bikes that, that went around the track, I mean, obviously the Grams and the Z125s, these aren't the official cop bikes, but there were, there were three. There were no BMWs there that I saw go around the track, mm. but um, the majority were the um, Road Kings, the Harleys, mm-hmm. Um, one ZX-14 concourse and the Gen 2 concourse is just a friggin' fabulous bike. Mm. Um, he said that's the fastest cop bike in the fleet in America. Yeah. Mm. Tops out like a hundred and whatever, a lot. <laughs> um, and then the uh, ST-1300. Hmm. Yeah, that dude was ripping it around that course. How many uh, municipalities were there represented by the police? Do you know? Is it just Uh, SFPD? No, they were all over. Oh, cool. Right on. So um, I want to get to our next interview. And here's what I'm going to make a suggestion. Um, The Gymkhana looked really cool. And to see people riding all these different styles of bikes Mm. at, at slow speed and doing really, really cool stuff with it. 
Um, I'm going to suggest maybe a way to try it is to go on over to Twisted Road. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rent a Road King. <laughs> and get some some, some traffic cones <laughs> and try it out. And yeah. uh, Don't fuck up those floorboards, man. <laughs> right? No, we actually you, it, you buy it. So yeah. Austin from Twisted Road was there, so we were hanging out at his booth. He let us. He kindly let us leave our stuff there and kind of be our yes. our, our pit to drop in and check in. And uh, he's a really cool guy. So yeah. we checked in with him to see how his business has been doing since the last time he was on our show. So let's find out here. Yeah, I got to see Well, who is it we have here? It's our good friend Austin of Twisted Road. How you doing, Austin? Fantastic. How are you, Liza? <laughs> good. So you've been out here hawking your wares all day. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. A lot of interest. It's been steady, and um, people have been very impressed with what we're doing. So, as Twisted Road has got a name out here, do you have a lot of people coming up who've heard of you? Yeah, about 10 to 15 percent have already heard of us, and some people already have their bikes on our site. Awesome. Like me. Like you. There's been a few people who have come over and said they have their bikes on their site, which is fun. So, one of the things I want to make sure our listeners know, so Austin from Twisted Road, he's been going around to a lot of events. What upcoming events are you going to be at that somebody should stop by and say hi to you? Yeah, we'll be at the AIM Expo in Las Vegas. We're going to be in Huntington Beach in uh, October. There's the Moto Beach Classic. We'll be at that. And then we're thinking about some other ideas, but we're not certain yet. Maybe at Bikes, uh, Blues, and Barbecue in Arkansas as well. This is your job. This is the dream job for everyone. This is my job. (laughs) Going to motorcycle events and talking to bikers. That's exactly right. It's a dream job. It's great. It's great. Awesome. So um, since you were last on our show, have you seen a lot of growth on your site? Yeah, we've seen a lot of growth. Um, I think at the time we had four or 500 bikes on the site. I can't recall. We have 700 now, a little bit more than that. We're in 46 states, your rentals happening all the time. Uh, probably had three or four rentals happen just today. Well, that, so. that is the power of motorcycles and misfits. That's right, that's right, it's the power. So, you don't, you're not in all the states. What states uh, and cities are you hoping to break into that maybe somebody uh, can uh, list their bike? Not in North and South Dakota, which is crazy, especially with Sturgis, but we're not in North and South Dakota yet. We're not in, West Virginia, and we are not in, I think Delaware is the last one. There's four states. So if you are listening in either of the Dakotas, Delaware, or West Virginia, step up, guys. And I've started now browsing the Twisted Road site like I do the Craigslist site to see what's out there. And something I'm, I'm seeing when you're looking regionally at places like Colorado, you see a lot of ADV bikes and pictures of people taking them on back roads, back country. So it's not just for city riding. You can actually get an adventure bike and do an adventure on it. Yeah. The, the, the most popular bike we have in uh in Colorado is a Triumph Tiger we've got in Denver that goes for 100 bucks a day, and it's probably been rented out eight times the past three months. 
Wow, that's awesome. So that's a whole other way to plan a trip now is what bike is available and what adventure you want to go on. So, so I have a question for you, Austin. Do you have anybody who's listed an H2R yet? No. Well, ah. Uh, when they do, I would like to be the first one to test ride it. Okay. Okay. Well, pretty big variety. We have a 1947 Indian Chief on there, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm trying to think the other vintage bikes. We have a few vintage bikes on there. It's interesting. I do. That's why I like browsing and seeing what's available. I'm like, ooh, I've always wanted to try one of those. Somebody was talking to me today and they said, oh, you know, we have our bike, but wait a second, do you have any zeros on the side? It's like, got like six of them. I've seen one in the Bay Area. One in the Bay Area as well. That's right. And I know that we're going to be going to AIM Expo too in Las Vegas, so I've already started browsing cool. what's available. We've got like 10 or 15 bikes in the, in the Vegas area. It's not as strong as I want, but I mean, that market really should have 30. But what you're going to find is like anything, it's going to grow exponentially and you're doing absolutely the right thing. You're getting your face out there. You're getting the Thank Twisted you. Road name out there. Thank you. And, you know, it's going to grow. We were just, I think it was Motorcyclist.com, I think. Oh, those just did a... Uh, a tour. Tour, yeah. Right, the best touring companies in the country, and we were put in there. And they even said, technically it's not a touring company, but we can't complete this list without putting Twisted Road in it. So That's that was great. an honor. So just a reminder to everyone to go to TwistedRoad.com, check out the bikes that are available. And if you have a bike that you're not using seven days a week, right. you might as well list it. It's a way to make a little extra money. Absolutely, absolutely. There was somebody who I spoke with recently who said, uh, you know, they won't, they were selling their bike and we suggested they put it on and they said, well, I just don't want just anyone riding it. And my response was, when you sell it, somebody else will be riding it, you know. Right. And uh, there's some of, something of a little bit of a hurdle some people have to get over, but there's a strong demand and what we're finding is some bikes actually get rented within 24 hours of being listed. And the reason that happens is, let's say somebody's really looking for a Bonneville in San Diego, because they have a trip coming up in two months, and they go to our site every day and they look. The next thing you know, we get one, and they go ahead and they rent it. So some owners are seeing the time between listing and renting being under a week. Well, that's the thing, and it's it's early on in this venture, which means you may be one of the only or one of a few bikes in your city. What a great advantage! Right, and so there's some bikes that are like the only, uh, like it could be honestly the only heritage softtail in an area, and they get action. Somebody comes in and wants it for a week-long ride; they rent it for a week. The person turns around and gets you know five hundred dollars for that. Or uh, if you have multiple bikes, there's some people who have been rent putting multiple bikes on, and we're seeing. Uh, family members, two brothers come and they'll take both bikes from the same owner. So, you know, someone will say, well, I don't want to rent my bike out for just $100 a day. But if you have two bikes and they both get rented for a week, you probably will get around $1,000 in a week. So it's actually, the, the money could be very attractive. And you know, it's, it's, if I was thinking about trading up and getting a new bike, right. I can think of no better way of actually doing a real world, world test than finding the bike I would like on Twisted Road, right. renting one for a couple of days. Well, how am I going to like this bike on distance around town? Right. Actually live with it in, in the real world. And what better way of trying it 
There's a guy it, right now as we speak who took a bike in Florida in the Sarasota area, and I don't remember what it was, but he took it for two days because he's got a smaller Harley and wanted to move up to a larger one. And then the next thing you know, he extended the ride for another two days because he was really enjoying it. So people are doing that. They're trying bikes before they go, because they can't just feel the bike and whether it's right for them in a 20 minute demo ride at a, at a dealer. I mean, I work at a dealership and we simply, no matter how legitimate you are as a customer, we simply can't let you loose on a bike for a, more than a, an hour right. for a test ride. And right. you're laying down a lot of money, in some cases, $15,000, $20,000. That's a leap of faith for a one-hour ride. That's right. So it, this is a great platform for people to try that. Thank you. And how are you liking this event? Is this not amazing? The, the weather, right? The Can't complain. The weather's been really good, although the last 15 minutes have been pretty hot, but the rest of the day has been awesome. You're from your booth. Out. You're looking at the, the giant stadium. We've got the stadium. we got the Bay Bridge behind me, the bay. It's great. It's beautiful out. A little breeze going on, friendly people. I'm glad I came out here. This is a great event. Well, I'm glad you came too, and I'm glad that you're still plugging away, and the, but that you're you're seeing progress and it's growing. You've, and, you've had some activity on your bike, right? On your yeah. Versus, yeah. yeah. Like had a few rentals, rentals this summer, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, found money. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Austin. See you, Eliza. It's really cool, though, that he's doing so well. <laughs> no, you weren't. Traffic no, you weren't. <laughs> do, you it, do it on a Grom. Yeah, do no. it on a Grom. So what you do is you rent a uh, rent a, a, a Goldwing and take it on the Dragon. And I would actually, <laughs> I would actually recommend that if you come out here to the Bay Area, our friend Josh has his Grom. Oh yeah, for rent on Twisted Road. That mm, is true. true. That's the one you want to use for Jim Connor. <laughs> yes. And actually, he may be okay with it. Knowing yeah, him, he yeah. may be okay with that. But you know. Austin is the neatest guy, and I'm going to tell you something about him that you might not know. Oh? Do you know what he rides? Hmm. No. He rides a Motoguzi V7. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Neat. Uh, you know, he's he, he's doing really well with it, and he deserves to. Yeah. Cool. Guess what time it is. What time is it? Time it is. It's game time! All right, here we go. All right. All right, this is a game I've been working on. Mm -hmm. But first, we need to make teams. Mm -hmm. Are we doing and teams? We're doing teams. Okay. So let's do Bagel and Jeremy. Jeremy, are you going to stay awake for this? Yeah, I'm awake. Okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't want to be on Knox's team because Knox got a dog fetish. No, Emma, you're the judge. <laughs> yeah. you're, Emma and I are the judges. Are so Knox and Henry are on okay. the other team. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. What do, what, do you, what do you want to call your teams? Um, I don't know. We'll Kiss be... of ginger, 25 cents. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll have the ginger ginger and the exotics. <laughs> I'm going to call it Team Pony. There we go. Well, okay, the Magic Exotic Mikes. Pony. The there magic we go. Mikes. <laughs> All right, so this is, here's how this game is going to go. This game is called Mispronounced. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I found that there's a lot of um, names and words in the motorcycle lexicon that are often mispronounced. Myself having done that too. Like Nord. Especially because things come from <laughs> a lot of different countries. Yeah. So here's how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. I am going to spell the word mm. and you have to pronounce it properly. Mm. Nasty it's that business. simple. <clears throat> I, can't, so, I can't spell. Now. For the ginger team, let's start with 
bagel. All right, bagel. B-A-G-E-L. So, your word. How would you use that in a word your to word. sentence, please? I am bagel. And Emma, if they, get it, if they get it correct, just give them a nice little ding. Okay. Okay. Your word is spelled K-L-I-M. Uh, I'm going to say Klim. Oh, I think I know this one, though. Uh, Can I take this one for him? That is incorrect. Uh, Oh, does the other team want to steal? It's steal. I'm on his team. It's climb. It is climb. That (laughs) is correct. Point to the magic mics. Point to the magic mics, yep. (laughs) All right. Gingers, gingers. zero. All right. All right. Let's go to knock for Mm, the magic mics. mm. Your word is spelled P-U-C-H. Pook. That is correct. Yeah, ding, ding, right. ding, 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 ding. All right. Another point of the I magic I did not mic. know that one. <clears throat> All right. Jeremy. Yes. Your word is spelled G-I-V-I. Givi. That is incorrect. Oh. oh. Did the magic mics want to steal? GV. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> and Givi are not. It's no. A, no, it's no. A, this is the point. People don't know how to pronounce bad it. Extremely bad showing is, from the gingers. I knew the one that he got though. No, I don't want. <laughs> and I knew the one that he got wrong. <laughs> Jeremy, I don't want any past the wrong. Okay, this is a team that means they could confer. It's not yeah. like yeah. Well, that's oh, wait, on the steal. All right, so Henry. Um, no. Your word is spelled <laughs> D I A V E L. Wait, Divel. That is incorrect. All right, the gingers want to steal. Yes. Oh, damn it. Diavel. That is correct. Diavel. Oh, I thought it was Diavela. Diavel. Ducati Diavel. Diavela? Diavela? Diavela. All right. <clears throat> Bagel. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Your word is spelled A C E R B I S. Can we confer with our team? No. This no. Is Bagel. A C E R B I S. I'm going to say Acerbis. That is incorrect. All right. Damn. Magic Mike's, you want to steal? Yeah, I know this one. What is it? Do you know this one? I think you do. Oh, okay. A Cherubies. Say that again? A Cherubies. That is uh, No, a Cherubies. No, it's a Cherby. It's no. a Cherby. You drop the S. The silent S? No, you drop the S. It's a Cherby. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. Sorry. All right. I'll go with that. I'll be done with that. That's fine. Mm, a right. cherby. Nobody gets point for right. Knock. Okay. Your word mm-hmm. is A R A I. R I. Why are you using a, a Spanish accent? La. It's, it's not la. It's not Say that again. R I. R I. That is correct. All right. No, I think knock could make a very good Spanish. All right. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. I got the skin tone. Yes. <laughs> Your word is spelled it's Swarthy. D A I. N E S E. Dynasty. Say that again. Dynasty. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going right. to give it that. Dionese. Because, you know, it has Dionese. been a shit show from the gingers so far. So I'm going <laughs> to give, give it us something. something. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a pity. Not, not Dionese. God. <laughs> All right, Henry. Yeah. Your word is spelled. Don't fuck this up, man. S H O E I. Showy. That is correct. All right. Ding, a lot ding, of people ding, say shui. Yep. Or shawai mm-hmm. is showy. All right. <laughs> point. All right. Bagel. Yes. A K R A P O V I C. Akrapovich. 
That is correct. That is yes. correct. Really? Nice. Point. <laughs> That's what punch. happens when you go into a Russian toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so not, I must not need to take a Krapovich right I, now. Now we just need Timonoge. I always called Akrapovic. <laughs> But no, yeah. it's, it's Akrapovich. Akrapovich. Okay, whose turn is it? Henry? Akrapovich. <laughs> is it? I believe so. All right. Or is it mine? He went I think last it's yours. Oh, I think it's yours. M-A-R-C-H-E-S-I-N-I. Marcassini. Ooh, very good. Not Marcassini. It is Marcassini. Well done. Marcassini. All right. Jeremy. All right. M O T O G U Z Z I. Moto Guzzi. Oh, good job. Yes, yes. very well done. Mm-hmm. Not Guzzi, it's Guzzi. Everyone says Guzzi, but think pizza. Right? Moto Guzzi. It's, it's not pizza. Yeah? Pizza, exactly. <laughs> well, it's the Leaning Tower off, darling. Well, that's a different kind of pizza. <laughs> yes, I know. All right, Henry, are you ready? No. <laughs> B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A What? <laughs> Wait <laughs> Wait, can you <laughs> B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A Baklava? No <laughs> That is, You're that is a great Alright, Gingers, you want to steal? Uh, yes what is it? Balaclava. That is correct. Wait, that's a, is this a bike thing? Yes, it yes. is. Do you wear one every day? Yeah, but it's okay, like a general, it's a on but your it's bike. not a company it or a, nothing. No, no, no it's, a legit, it it's a legit uh, thing. Stop People don't know what that's, that's called fine. or how to pronounce that's it, or fine. they think it's a dessert. Yep. Which Baklava. Uh, Baklava. Delicious. Good, though. Hey, they are. All right, whose turn is it? Knock? I think so. Yep. Okay, you get N-A-C-E-L-L-E. Nacelle. That is correct, nacelle. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that's what the headlight on the mini Harleys is called. Mm-hmm. And uh, and on old Triumph Speeder Twins. Uh-huh. All right, who are we to, Jeremy? Yeah. Yes. All right, you have P A N N I E R S. Wait, can you repeat that? P A N N I E R S. Oh, panniers. Well done. Well done. Panniers, not panniers. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, the, not, it's not French like panier. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you Americans unless, insist, unless you are on, insist <laughs> on calling them saddlebags. Like champ- All right, I think we're the going champion. to Henry. Sparklings. Wait, I thought bagel was up. Oh, bagel. Bagel. Uh, Sorry. No, wait. No, I just no, did Jeremy. Yeah. So it's Henry. Oh, yeah. S-E-N-A. Senna. Wait, Cur- Sina. Wait. Wait. No, Senna. Uh, Senna. Senna is it? <laughs> no. I it's correct. That. Senna was the first thing you said. It is Senna, not Cena. Mm-hmm. Very good. Senna, very good. All right, another point in the Magic Mics. John All right. Cena. You uh, can't see me. <laughs> Ooh, is this bagel? Yes, it is. Wow, you got lucky. Oh. A E R M A C C H I. Ermaki. That is correct. Well done. Ermaki, not Ermachi. Yep. Air Mucky. All right. Not Harley Davidson. All right. <laughs> Knock. Uh-huh. H-O-D-A-K-A. Hodaka. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Hodaka. Another what, point. What would you say? How else would you say it? Hodaka. 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 When I was a kid, I knew Hondas, and so I thought those were Hodakas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That hey, so Nog. Okay. I'm going to give you an mm. Emma bonus point uh-huh. mm. right here, right now. Uh. 
If you can name the parent company of Hodaka. Butaco? No. No, no. That's a totally separate company. Uh, it's, oh. do we get steel? it's not even a motorcycle company. Do we get steel? Whirlpool. Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Bagel nose. Um, Go on. Take it because you need it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Vespa. No. Um, Is your name Bagel? I'm going to say Black and Decker. No. (laughs) No, Pabatko. 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 And it's something like a Pacific Area Trading Cup. You know, it's it's an acronym. Like Bermuda or something like that. Yeah, it's Pabatko. Wow. We're responsible for the the overall design and the import of Hodakas. Okay, we're back Mm. to Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say we've only got two left, and the score... Is seven for the gingers and nine. What? Okay, for you can, the magic mics. I, okay, Jeremy, if you get your shit together right now, you might be able to bring this back. <laughs> I don't right. have a bag. Where am I going to put it? All right. T E N E R E. Canary. Oh, I'm going to give him that. Wait, hold on. Say that again. T E N E R E. Canary. I'll give it to him. Ten array. Yeah. What? Ten array. Like an array of ten. <laughs> it's the desert. <laughs> it it's is the Yamaha ten array. Yeah. 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 I know you're talking, but uh, what do you say? I'm gonna give it yeah, to him. Yeah. No. Let, it, we'll give him that one. All right. Close enough. Not the ten, not the tenier. Not the tenier. And I mean that's the important thing. I didn't want to hear tenier. I mean it's 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 a is a terrible thing. So tenere, yeah. All right, well, so well, well done, Henry, well done, Jeremy. This is to you. If you lose and they steal, they tie and we have to do a tiebreaker of which I am not prepared for. So <laughs> ready for this one? No. It's the longest word. Oh boy. B R O U G H S U P E R I O R. Oh, I know this one too. Wait, can you repeat that? B R O U G H S U P E R I O R. I'm sorry, I'm not good at visualizing words in my head. I'll give it one more and then we'll let them steal if you don't no, come up with it. It's two Got words B R O U G H S U P E R I O R. I need a guess. I don't have anything. I got it. I got this. Okay. To the ginger. You sure you get it? What is it? It's a bruff superior. That is correct. Damn. Whoa. I knew it. Okay. Oh, here we All go. Right. Oh, All right. Here we, here we go. Emma, do you have a tiebreaker? Let's see. How about... <clears throat> okay. And you got who one? does it go to? Can you spell it? Something German. Yes. Gonna, <laughs> all right. You're going to spell it. First one who says it correctly gets the game, wins the game. You okay. got one? I am. Okay. Going to... Windshield manufacturer? Mm. P-U-I-G. Pooj. <laughs> no! Pig? Who said that? So, Me. no one said it correctly yet? I said pig? P-U-I-G. Yeah. Has any, have you heard a correct answer yet? No, I haven't. Okay, we're going to have to move to the next no, one. No, uh, you guys, keep puke? trying. Pug. Pooj? Peej. <laughs> Pudge. <laughs> no, no one's got it yet. It's not pig. <laughs> Wait, can I can, can I take poop? a guess? Yeah, do it. Pewy. 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 Pewy.
So, okay. Oh, shit. Jeez. Now, <laughs> now we're in. Now we're rough. in. Ah. Quig. Quig. Okay. What are we going to do now? Um, wow. Hmm. Oh, so I got one. I got one. All right. LTHDS. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And I need the first person to say this it's a long one mm. so i need you to follow carefully okay s u p e r l e g g r super legit god damn it i fucked it up <laughs> Super legit. <laughs> I was waiting. I, I knew it was kind of going there, but I saw that the waiting was waiting for the second. Uh, Gingers G. got it after an appalling shit show. God they got it. it together. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, rocks. you fell in a bucket of shite and <laughs> pulled yourselves out. Pulled yourself out. <laughs> turned it into butter. Smelling of roses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so love roses. another thing that was really cool. They had a ton of vendors at this event. Yes, yes. they did. I, um, I bought stuff. Oh, you did? What'd you buy? Oh, mm. just shit. Hot dogs mainly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they had good food. They did have um, good food. No, I went and talked around. They had a lot of um, uh, like BMW. Mm. Um, uh, they had Energico. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, and, they had you a know, whole booth there. Very exotic looking bikes. I had a chat with the Energica people. Mm. Um, and, you know, the thing I like about energy because it's they look like fucking motorbikes oh, yeah, i mean it looks like race bikes don't it, they? It, mm. it, well it's not even it's a race bike it looks like a motorbike there's mm-hmm. a meatiness to it mm-hmm. yeah. um i love zeros and i love what zero's doing but zero's kind of you know i'm sorry guys but they kind of look a bit feeble yeah it's a commuter bike it's a commuter yeah. bike whereas an energy i mean it's a burly looking bike mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and i i like big burly bikes i always have Apparently, it, the bike can make it through crossing gates without you. I can believe that. Huh? Yes. Oh, when yeah. I, Brandon, when he crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Lots of cool vendors, a lot of cool T-shirts and, and, mm. and products for sale. Was there but what I like about it, thing when you go to uh, some of the more Harley-centric shows, it's kind of the same thing. Right. Yep. It's like mm-hmm. bandanas, stickers, <laughs> dried fruit. Yeah. T-shirts, Bitch sunglasses, repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat. Um, this everything was different. Yeah, um, but Although, there. The, I, I do want yeah. to say there was oh, yeah. there was one booth there that had uh, like uh, it was like I don't know like custom bikes that they were building and they had a, a Harley out front that was that labeled on the side. It was called a Harley Dirt Bagger. <laughs> It was a, a, a bagger that was set up with dirt tires. It was great. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. nice. Um, yeah, it was really cool just walking through and looking at all the stuff and, and talking to people. Was there, like, art stuff there? I mean, it's yeah. carpet so, and art show, right? Like, yeah, so they had these walls up with art hanging on it. Cool. Um, different renderings, yeah. paintings, and photos and stuff like that. That's yeah, cool They'll stuff. let you walk around. Kind of like what you'd see at some of the progressive motorcycle shows. Yeah. And it was w- really all-inclusive. Yeah, one artist had, like, these uh, drawings, I guess, that he did where, mm. where he, he made the tires out of, like, a coffee cup rings. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he drew the bike around it. It was right, really right. cool. That's cool. But, you know, the, the art was to a very high standard. The bikes were to a very high standard. The music was to a very high standard. It, I mean, it really was a, yeah. a, a very, very well put on mm-hmm. show. What's the age range, would you say? I mean, was it just like all ages across the, the oh, thing yeah. with the families oh, yeah. and the kids I, or the, what? There was a guy who there was like nursing an infant. And there That's were awesome. like, you know. Just every, everybody from how, all kinds. What, uh, how, yeah, not, please bagel, don't leave I'm that gonna, one No, I'm going to stop you there, Bagel. How does a man nurse an infant? With a bottle. Oh. <laughs> and I, I mean, my, it is San Francisco, so anything can well, happen. Well, yeah. But I just, I, just, I just looked at him and I was like, yeah, man, start him <laughs> oh young. God. Yeah. Okay. But well, I think good. one of the uh, other favorite things is Emma and I went over to talk to the police officers. Right. Uh, so normally when... You're, you know, you know, you see police cops on the street, and like, I want to like go talk to them about their bike. Like, oh, you're riding, you know, the Honda. Did you choose that over the Harley, or you know, right. have you guys looked at zeros? You want to talk to them, but they're not really approachable. And this was a place that not only were they approachable, right? They had a booth. <laughs> they were loving the interaction with the people mm-hmm. because this was a moment that we were just all bikers and even though they were doing these races with their belts and guns and everything oh yeah mm-hmm. but or some of them uh would be in like full racing leathers <laughs> i mean they got into it they had a lot of fun um i posted a video on our facebook page The all the cops got out onto the hooligan track with sirens and lights going and they had their own race nice and it was all of the harleys and uh our friend on his concourse and then the one one guy on the uh dr650 Wow! who had an advantage but i think uh i think somebody on a harley was giving him a go for it and kept trying to kick him over (laughs) (laughs) stop resisting and 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 four of the four of the cops just were riding in formation around the track wow which is really hard to do no doubt and then a couple others were like they were in it to race (laughs) and it was just really funny it was just a lot of fun to see them just having fun out on the track yeah and so emma and i went and talked to him and i told emma let's just do a quick five minute interview which turned into a 30 minute interview <laughs> well what? because there were so many people to talk to and they were so happy to talk to us right and what the, the way it started off because there's a backstory to this we waddle over to the um police they had their own trailer like their hq and so we waddle over there and we say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're from a podcast. We want to talk to them. Oh, you need to talk to this guy. So we go over and talk to this guy. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. You need to talk to this guy. And so eventually we get, you need to talk to Steve. Well, where's Steve? Oh, Steve. I don't know. Steve. <laughs> so Steve shows up and we're chatting to Steve and he's great. He's, he's answering all our questions. Then before we know it, there's four or five cobs mm. uh-huh. and they're all talking about i was fascinated by the techniques they use i mean these guys are riding 900 pound motorcycles mm-hmm. and chucking them around like the mopeds <laughs> and i'm i'm really interested in the techniques it's not a te- technique i'm either familiar with or comfortable with mm. um and they were so accommodating i mean they really they were very much they were cops. I mean, they were all wearing belts. They were all carrying their 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 side armor, and but they were very very happy talking to us, which was really really neat. It's good PR for them, huh? Oh, it's great PR for mm. them. So, 
we yeah we talked to them for quite a while and i have that recording here let's learn a little bit about the riding technique it takes to go stop to stop on a road king We're the traffic division of San Francisco PD. You see us, we have these type of boots on, these right, right, uniforms. Right, right, right. That's, we, we do traffic. What we do, we do uh, traffic enforcement, writing citations. We do escorts. We do dignitary escorts, funeral escorts. We investigate the motorcycle crashes. And we do operations throughout the city for but speed I mean, it's, enforcement. It's, it's beyond that. I mean, you're not wearing your full uniform because you're normally armed. You've got yeah, everything. I, today, and today, I'm not. I, I have my stuff here, but because we're walking around here, right, right, ride right, these right. bikes. I took it off just more comfort. That's, okay. that's all. So we ride those bikes, and we have our own traffic division. Then the Honda unit, they're called the Honda unit, even though they ride Suzuki's. Right. That's but. years ago. They, they used to ride Hondas. They're obviously the dual-purpose off-road, and, and they ride and their uh, bikes into the parks, um, into the beaches, and stuff like that. We're off-road where we're not allowed to go. Okay. And I think these bikes are about 400 pounds, you know, outfitted. They're probably right? less than half the weight. Yeah, or le- less than that. And then... Um, so there's two different uh, divisions in our department. But their training is different than ours. Right. Our training is an eight-week class that we, when you become a, you you get selected to be a motorcycle officer, you, you have to go through a. But there's got to be criteria you've got to meet before you can be a motorcycle. Well, you have, well for us, in, a, in our agency is a little different than a lot of agencies. So we've had guys come in and got their M1 motorcycle license right. a week before oh, okay. getting called to class. But then we do an eight-week class of basic motorcycle, police motorcycle operation, and we host our, our school our schools out on Treasure Island. And it's a pass-fail course. It's post-mandated, which is Peace Officer Standards and Training by the state of California. Right. Pass-fail, and in week seven of our course, we do a testing phase. Um, on the different patterns that we send the uh, officers through. And if they're able to pass, then we go on a long ride in week eight, and then they become a, a, a motorcycle officer in the city and county of San Francisco. Most agencies run their guys through a two-week course, which means that they have to prepare prior to getting to class, like okay. you were just thinking. Our department has been doing it this way for years, and so that's why we do an eight-week course. But we also do a lot of other different training that these other courses don't. We do escort training because that's one of our big things that we okay. do around the city. Um, escort training and then... Um, but you'll know yourself. I mean, this is a 900-pound electric line. If this bike's going to be going down, it's going down at low speed. Well, and that's the techniques you use. Right, the techniques. And that's why we do. We do all types of different riding. We do a lot of different cone patterns, as you see here. And we, we teach on using no brakes. It's all clutch throttle control. Right. Okay, then there are also high-speed braking exercises that we do. We do a high-speed braking exercise that we learn to brake properly to stop it at a high speed and be able to turn out. Um, so we use the front 
a lot of front roof brake and, and some rear brake. A lot of what I call body English. What you're doing compared with the hooligans is you're right. diving the we, bike we, in we, far we, we dive it, our elbows come in. Yes. And we push and out. And you're almost against and, full lock right. and diving. We are most of the time at full lock on these and we're riding the rear brake on these. Jesus. And we're counter leaning, which means the bike's going down and we're up here. Right. And then we're back over here. It's a unique it's a technique. technique. It's a unique technique. Yeah. And I've never seen it employed outside police departments. And the thing is, I like it. I mean, look at this. Right. And this we're freaking nuts. Right. And you see the, see, they're riding the Road Kings. These right. are Road Kings. So you'll see if they're full lock, you'll see, you'll sometimes hear the floorboard scraping. Right. That's a full lock. Now, do you find that, do you find that this is being used out in the world? These um, techniques are being used a lot? Oh, absolutely. In the city and county of San Francisco where it's congested and sure. we have to ride in split lanes and we have to make sharp, sharp turns. And it's, are you guys familiar with the city? And oh, the terrain? yeah. I've, I've, on the hills, the hills that we have to turn on, right? I mean, you have to learn how to turn on hills. You can't be... You, I've seen you guys in action many times. I'm back in the motorcycle industry. Before that, I drove a tour bus around San Francisco. So I'd see you guys in action all the time. Okay, let's walk. Let's yeah, walk let's over here. Okay. So, so now, now he's on. He's trying to work out. Look at it. Hopefully, he's on his way. ZX14. That's got to be a rare bird. So the, the Steve Lee guy that we're talking about. This is the bike he rides. Even though our unit is majority of uh, Road Kings, we have four of these bikes that were kind of a trial thing. Right. And so they obviously are faster at higher speeds. Um, we don't do a lot of high speed driving like say CHP and things like that. So Steve likes this bike, That he rides that. This is also one of the bikes he rides in these companies. So he's gonna race this bike down here in the- uh, A WR450F, and that's a department bike? This is not a department, uh, it's a personal bike. Personal this is a department bike. Got it. Uh, this is a good-looking machine. He rode one of these. These are well, you know, owned and operated, which is for fun. Uh, the Kawasaki 125s. Yeah. And he also... <laughs> he also competes. Uh, this is his, like, uh, I want to say this might be a 2002. Road King. Uh, Road King. It's an older one. But, but it's, it's, it's obviously it's a, an older bike. It's, it's a, very yeah, It's a little more modified because he's really competitive. He likes to run with his front windshield off, which we kind of think that might be a little cheating because no one else does it. Um, but he, he he competes on this bike all the time as well. Um, so he's, he, he's very successful on that. Now, is this something that civilians can take classes and learn how to do, this type we, of riding? We don't offer a civilian class, but I know there are civilian classes and I, I, I think they're basic motorcycle classes. But to learn how to do these cone patterns, I'm not sure if there's anybody that teaches that, yeah. you know, to go through those courses. I've never it seen takes, it. It takes a lot of, you know, training and uh, hours to master this because a lot of the guys come in and when you're trying to go full lock, as you were just indicating earlier, there's a there's, there's something in your, your mind telling you that that's not natural and right. I'm going to crash. And, I, and so you have to continue power to the throttle and that back wheel is spin and that clutch has to be out. Otherwise, if you pull around. in the clutch, you lose balance, you're going to go down. So the Road King is not a bike that you would think of as being a agile bike. You guys are proving that wrong. Is there any bike that you would not want to attempt this on? 
to be fair, any bike that you've encountered well, as a police know, biker train, you know. As, uh, as a trainer, I, I wouldn't say that because I mean like, like for example, if you look over here, this guy that's on that police bike, I think that's a Honda. That is a Honda, a Honda. ST30. Yeah, and he's, he can maneuver that thing just faster in those cone patterns than we can do these. Right. Uh, uh, so there's all these different bikes that, that can you know go through these patterns just and it's a it's a rider skill level um I, it depends but, on a lot of the agencies i mean they we have bmws chp has some bmws or some other agencies do that we just use the road kings and i'll tell you the road kings here he comes right now that's steve lee all right We're looking at him. We're looking at all of you. Hey, you need to be interviewed. You've got to be interviewed real quick. Officer Lee, my name yeah. is Emma. Emma. This is Liza. Liza? Um, we're here nice talking Morrison. to you. Thank, Thank you. you so right. much, Jim. All I right. really appreciate it. Okay. Um, I'm losing my voice. No, no problem. What we're very interested in. Oh, okay. You employ really unique techniques to throw these 900 pound motorcycles around oh, everybody else does too, not just me yeah but it's 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 the police technique yeah can we talk to you a little bit about that and the, sure and what you actually do when the bikes themselves looking at your bike uh -huh. itself so um your name is steve officially officially yes okay and how long have you been with the force we're not 27 years right so we'll go in. So I was just curious though, we were, we were talking to him about this technique and how uh, it's oh, an advanced police riding style with Jim Police Connor. riding yes. Jim okay. Connor. Uh -huh. Why this isn't more common in the civilian world? Because it seems it, like it gives you tools it to is. avoid collision. Uh, in the civilian world, they call it Jim Connor racing. Okay. In the police world, we just call it police motorcycle competition and training. It's the same thing. Uh, the only difference I see is uh, let's say we have one given pattern. Yes. Uh, police will use 100 cones. Gymkhana racing will use 20 cones. So it's less intimidating, and you can take any path of travel you want. And if you mess up or make a mistake, you don't take out 50 cones. Okay. Whereas the police training, the 100 cones, you're, if you're off the line by six inches, you're going to take out 50 cones. But as an outsider, looking at somebody who, at what you're actually doing, so first off, you're on 900 pound motorcycles. So Road Kings, it's pretty okay, much 900 so pounds. I used to tell everybody, if you're a good dirt bike rider, the keyword is good. Right. Good dirt bike rider, you can ride anything on two wheels well. Okay. Especially a big 900 pound Harley. Throw it around exactly like a dirt bike. And that's exactly what like you're a dirt doing. Bike. Now, I just got into trials riding, and I thought I would be really good natural at it. No. If you're good at trials riding, you're gonna make the best dirt bike rider. Okay. And that's how this hierarchy works. Okay, very good. But when you when you're maneuvering, you you use what I call a lot of body English. The bike goes down very hard. I slam it down just like a dirt bike. Right, and turn. Minus, minus sticking my feet out. That's the only difference. And turn the steering full lock. You're yeah. against and, the and stop. It, right, and then I just lean the other way, counter lead. That's exactly how you ride a dirt bike. But on a giant road glide. That's quite some yeah. feat. Oh, mine's a uh, road king. But yours so, is, yeah. 
Can you answer to the accusation that you're cheating because you've removed the windshield from your road kit? Jim accused you of cheating. <laughs> who, who accused me? <laughs> Officer Jim. <laughs> well, since I ride motocross style, okay, my head is always hitting the windshield. All right. So that's an officer safety issue. <laughs> okay. Can we can we actually talk about this bike a little? Sure. Move over. You to can the sit on it. You can take it for a spin. Well. Before we go any further, there's a little tank under here I'm very interested in. Uh, is, tank. is that for the suspension? Is this, that this is a gauge for the um, for air the seat. seat. Oh the bladder. Yeah, air seat. Because you're in that pressure. all day. Yeah, the old solo seat. It, it's uh, since the suspension's uh, very limited on these bikes and we have so many potholes, we have uh, like extra suspension in the seat so it okay. doesn't jar us as much. So you you're still a police officer, you still do regular duty. How long is your day? You and you know, just tell us a little bit about uh, your day. Ten hour day. I, I can work from six to four or seven to five. Okay. Uh, that's our those are our hours. And how long would you actually be in the saddle of this bike well, during that time? Since I've been organizing this event, I only ride my bike to work and ride it to home and right. don't ride it much in between. But the regular officer, uh, depending on what kind of details we have every day, uh, we, we do VIP escorts, dignitary escorts, president, vice president, uh, any dignitary from other countries that come, we give them a full escort. Uh, uh, but how does the limousine get through the cones? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we go ahead of it and clear and out the cones. And clear them out right, ahead of we time. we clear them out. So that's our most dangerous thing, uh, escorting uh, uh, VIPs and dignitaries okay. from other countries. Um, so to ride one of these, it's an eight-week training, I believe? Yes, eight weeks, two months. Now, do you prefer to get people from the street or, well, I mean, they come through um, you as mean, cadets? Uh, you mean experience or no experience? Exactly, so, that's going to be uh, my question. There's of thought. If you're experienced, they think you have a lot of bad habits. Right. And uh, bad habits are hard to break. Well, I think if you're a good rider, you're, you're a good rider. And if we show you better techniques, you're going to automatically change a better technique okay that's if the technique is better because I do everything from motocross to trail riding to super bike racing to gymkhana racing to adventure riding every, everything I eat sleep and breathe motorcycles right so that's uh, why we're talking to you right because you know I'm told you are the real deal <laughs> so who told you this <laughs> a few people <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we're right here with a Harley Davidson it's obviously a bike you're very fond of yes can I talk about the 14 Concourse, which is also sure. your yeah. bike? Now, yes. is this, this isn't a common police bike, at least here in America. Um, is this something that's on trial with SFPD? Well, no. or? Uh, we had a chief, uh, uh, former chief uh, Gascon. He came from Southern California. Okay. And they use uh, a lot of these in Southern California, and he, and he liked them. And he said, hey, I want five of these to try out. You know, no rhyme or reason or logic. I just bought five, because nope. he said so. Now, what are your thoughts on it? I know it's a very good high-speed pursuit. Uh, yeah, bike. this is the fastest uh, production police bike on the planet, 180, right. 180 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Harley, my Harley barely go over 100 on a good day. But the majority of your work is within the confines of San Francisco. Yeah, we have a lot of freeway systems. Okay. Uh, what, when we do escorts, I go up to 90, 100 on city streets. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, on the Harley, maybe 60, 70, maybe 80, okay. depending on the streets and who we're escorting. 
uh, these uh, dignitaries, presidents, vice presidents, they, they're not going to crawl and put themselves in danger. No, we have to move fast, and if we're not fast enough, they'll run us over. Okay, and can we go to a bike that's perhaps in between the two, the ST 1300? Oh, that's uh, Eddie Chen's bike who I had to run against for uh, the Top Gun, uh, the Top Gun trophy. Now this is a bike I'm very familiar with. Um, right, I, I own this bike. A lot of English. I love this bike. PD. I own one. I own. I own two. I well. Uh, one at a time. Okay. I own two of these. I still have one. Uh, Eddie Chan, Sergeant Eddie Chan from San Jose. Hello. Hello. Hi, Eddie. Nice to meet you. Liza. Officer Chan, I'm Emma. Emma, nice to meet you. And what nice we're doing, we're, we're doing interviews for our podcast. We're okay. Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. We're very high rated. We're kind of a big noise in the motorcycle lifestyle oh, side. And we're talking about techniques right. that you guys are using on these giant motorcycles. Um, Officer Steve is really couldn't wish for anybody to give us more information. But we're, we're at the station now, we're talking about the different bikes. Okay. So we've obviously got the Road King, 14 Concourse, and this to me, as a Brit, this is what a lot of the UK, American, right? Right, right, right. This okay. is what a lot of the British police force use, and they're very, very happy with them. Um, I, had, I had the Pan American trunk on my US ST, right? Which you can't buy, get in the US. <laughs> um, now I haven't seen any BMWs yet. There is one. There is. Fairfield has one. Yeah. Where is he? There were oh, more on there. the Wednesday, Thursday, but not so much. So, so the Pan America is it Pan America? Yes. So that is a good platform for everybody. So you could take a beginner, you could take an expert, and it will suit their whatever riding style. If you're an expert level rider, it'll vault you into the top tier. If right. you're just a beginner, it'll bring you up to par. So when we select a bike for our fleet, we have to select a bike that will accommodate all skill levels of riding, not just, you know, Craig is very accomplished, top tier rider. Steve's a top tier rider. Um, so you have to pick a platform that everybody can ride and have the potential to make an expert level be an expert level rider so this is a very good platform for that if i was to see officer chan go around the course which i'm sure i'm going to very soon yes you're going to be using exactly the same techniques you're going to dive the bike hard yes. and turn it almost against the lock and yeah. use body english and just Will it around? Yes, it's all, all direct steering. So this course is all direct steering. So I want to go left, I, I lock them left. So what I what I try and tell people when I'm teaching them is, when you uh, whether you're doing five miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, or 150 miles an hour, you have to give the bike the correct input for that given speed, that given right. curve, that given surface. So you know a lot of what we're doing out here in a controlled environment gives us that feedback loop that we're constantly doing. So. Anyone that rides a motorcycle understands the feedback loop, right? We get the feedback, we give it the input. Feedback input, it's constant. And then when you add the law enforcement perspective on top of that, now we're actually performing the law enforcement function and still monitoring what's going on underneath us. So the techniques are all the same. I know in the UK they, they have a tiered licensing system, correct? It is a tiered okay. license. I've been here for so long. I mean, I've forgotten where we're at. But the difference for me, I mean, I'm an experienced rider, licensed experienced rider. We're, we're all, but when I'm maneuvering a bike and I go against the stop, I'm done. I'm going to fall over because I like that bit. And you go, you guys go hard up against the stop and you keep the power on. And a lot of that is clutch input. Right, and that's, a lot of it is, that's got to be the training that, that puts that in your mindset. For us out here, that is so important, especially when you get into a corner, is not popping that clutch. 
you're you're you tread that fine line. So for us, a lot of times the clutch never comes all the way in. The clutch only comes to the disengage point, and then it's right back out again. Back to the disengage, right back out again. So that throw or that that complete, we don't use it. Gray area, the friction zone. We only use a quarter inch of this travel. So just for our listeners, millimeters, three millimeters. Just for our listeners, we've introduced a new voice. This is Officer Howard, and it looks like he's from Fresno PD. So now you guys have got a very interesting jurisdiction. You've got a downtown, which is very compact, like San Francisco. You've got Highway 99 running right through the middle of it. Very high-speed freeway. Um, at Yosemite. Right. 41 travels through Yosemite. So we get a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of CHP patrols the freeway. We don't have to deal with a lot of the freeway stuff. Um, we assist if we have to. But for, most, for, for us, it's all in town. It's, it's an interesting jurisdiction, isn't it? Because it's compact downtown and just gets very, very spread out. And it's getting busier. Unfortunately, oh, 600,000 people there, it's... it's. And what's the bike of choice for the... We Fresno? ride RTs, BMWs. Okay, so you are the BMW guys. So, and, you know, what's the appeal of a BMW for you? You know, I've ridden I've ridden this motorcycle. I love this motorcycle. Um, from, from... The zero, Honda, that is. The Honda, excuse me, the ST. Um, the ST from zero to 50 miles an hour is in my opinion it's unstoppable it, it, it is an extremely fast motorcycle from zero to 50. Um, the bmw um, i like better because it's the lower little bit lower center of gravity the new one i ride a newer one the older ones were a little bit different but the newer ones are lower center of gravity they've gone to a wet clutch in them instead of a dry clutch which is an immense it's a night and day different motorcycle um, 25 more horsepower and a little bit lighter so the motorcycle handles well it's nimble it works well for us in our department um, they looked at going to Harleys and and we said no uh, I think the electronics package that comes on the RT right now as it stands is the standard that everyone is going to be following so you have dynamic uh, stability control rain, rain mode rain mode, road right. mode dynamic mode so you can adjust you can adjust how much torque or how much horsepower that motorcycle is putting out on, on just that mode. And within modes, I believe that the level of intrusion on the traction control varies depending on which mode you're in. So, and that's so, the way the industry is yeah. going. So I think that is going to be the standard. I mean, this this bike is on the, the Honda ST. is an old platform. I can ride it well. Most people can, but I mean, with with Craig's bike, it, it's everything that that it should be for safety. For and you know, what a, what a lot of people don't realize, these bikes are actually roll off the production line on a dedicated line for police bikes in its own R&D department. This bike came off the line as a police bike with all the other police bikes for, for a world market for a few tweaks, same as the BMW, same as the Harley. And they, they are completely unique in the way they're put together. So I just want to ask you guys, how do you like this event so far? Oh, we love it. That's yeah, fantastic. Do. I do. I'm I'm competing in in this as well as the the short track racing. Yeah. So for me, um, I know Steve is. You know, we're both we're both avid riders off duty as well. So, um, and and so is Eddie. Eddie does track days for road racing and that kind of stuff. So, we're just motorcycle guys. So if we get an opportunity to ride, it doesn't matter what riding we're doing. We're riding, and that's what's important. And, and you know, I think we find ourselves at a place in time where any bridges that we can build between the police departments of any any town and the general public at large is, is yeah, a wonderful thing. I'm glad you touched thing. on that because this lets us interact with you guys and the public in a non-enforcement right, setting. Exactly. Right, exactly. No one's happy to see us. You know, the light comes on, no one likes for this yeah. event. One of, to pull the public in and, the, and interact with hearing us. hearing already is 
you know, the, the Gymkhana and the, the riders that normally don't ride this type of riding in and out of the cones and, and the transitions and a lot of the guys that are just street riders are going, this is, this is hard. This is difficult. It's, and, and that clutch and that throttle control, I, I think it allows them to look at us in a different light and, and, and look at our experience as far as riders and have a little more respect for us because they know how hard it is to, to be a police motorcycle officer. The, the classes that you have to go through to be a cop, um, a motorcycle officer, they're, they're hard. They are, they're very difficult. Um, I know for our department, I'm an instructor in our department, and. It, it's hard. You see guys that struggle. You see guys that have years. It is the highest failure rate of any program within a police department. 60% or more. Yeah, Sergeant Eddie uh, Chen, he's an instructor. I'm an instructor for my department also. So it's one of those, it's the only, you know, I've done SWAT, done uh, investigations, and then the motorcycle. And yeah, all the SWAT guy says, this is, this motorcycle is train, this is the hardest thing I've ever done I, in the whole police department. I believe it's the, you know, when we're in a classroom setting, or if we're in a in a static setting. This is the only course in the whole police catalog where people are legitimately fearful that they're going to get hurt or get killed. Training. <laughs> These police companies are very intimidating. Uh, when I first got on and started competing, Angel and myself, uh, my other co-worker, uh, we were like two out of almost a hundred guys. And I, we would go to uh, all these outside agency training competitions and goes, your unit's one of the biggest units in California. How come there's only two of you? Because, well, everyone else is chicken, scared, or not confident, or they, they can't ride. A lot of it is intimidation too because they see pe people don't like to come out of their comfort zone and they'll ride in that comfort zone and not get any better and for for guys like us i prefer to be outside that comfort zone i prefer to be learning something because that learning is going to save my life someday i've started outside of your comfort zone well you know um i'm absolutely thrilled to be talking to you guys thank yeah. you every one of you right thanks for but taking what, time with us, what, but more importantly, thanks for being here. Yeah. Is there anything you'd yeah, like to add? One more thing I'd like to add go? with all the top tier uh, riders and trainers, instructors, there's one thing we have in common. We all dirt bike riding and we all race super bikes and go up to track days, not just police motorcycles. Well, we've said this on the podcast many, many times before. I don't care what you look like, I don't care who you vote for, I don't care where your place in life is. Do you like motorbikes? Let's talk. If you don't like motorbikes, Absolutely. let's just move on with our yeah, life. It's this love of motorcycles that bonds us all together. It is. Well, and thank you guys, because this has been a fun event. I'm glad that you guys were a part of it, because it, as you said, it bridges a gap. And every time I see uh, a, you know, a motorcycle officer, I, I want to like go talk to them about that bike and that setup. But you really can't, you yeah, know? Yeah. And this is a place where like, there, oh, yeah. we can finally talk to them. The barrier right. has come down. But see, that, that's, I think that's a misconception, because I know for me, it, it, at our department, if, if I'm eating lunch and I get done and, and I have somebody come over and look at my bike, and unless I have to go, I'm going to take every opportunity in the world to talk to that individual because that's interaction that the community needs from us. We're human beings. We're people. We put on our pants one leg at a time just like everybody else does. And and for people... It's tough times for everyone. It's, it's, it's tough times for us. It's tough times for the community. And uh, I, I think events like this are good because it brings it brings people and see that we're human beings too. We're not machines. We're not robots. 
Um, and we're out here to have a good time just like they are. But we are all bikers, and that's the common thread. Yeah, and that's the dividing, that, that's the one thing that doesn't divide us is we're all bikers. Yeah, so awesome. Well, thank you guys for your time. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you for coming thank out. You thank much. you yeah. so very much. Yeah. So much. And thank you yeah. especially. It's, I'll be looking for your podcast. <laughs> well, yes, we're easy to find. Yep. Motorcycles and Misfits. Misfits. Okay. All right. It's nice. I'm down. Thanks. Yeah, they were just so happy. Just talking to them, they were just so happy to be at this event and be interacting. The barriers were down, is what they said. Exactly. And they had a lot of fun. But I tell it's you, it's funny they acknowledge that. You so, know. did I ever mm. tell you about my motorcycle cop experience before then? No. So I was um, moving quite swiftly in a forty-five foot MCI tour bus. <laughs> and I, I got pulled over by um, a policeman on a motorbike. And uh, apparently, I'm really quite proud of myself. It was the fastest speed that he'd ever recorded from a tour bus. <laughs> and right, hey, you got a performance award. What yeah. was the speed? I'm very reluctant to say, but it was north of 80 miles an hour. Holy is, shit. Yes. <laughs> I was quite proud of myself. That's fucking um, fast, man. Oh, yeah. And um, no, he was very impressed as well. Wrote me a very fat ticket. Ooh. So there it is. Well, and the other thing that was cool, this was hooligans and cops. So you had out there on the Jim Connor track, you had the cops and their big bikes. And then you had the hooligans like on their Jixer who were just standing up on the pegs and keeping the wheel spinning and doing circles. Right around the cones <laughs> I mean these are the people that oftentimes are doing you know stunting illegally right and now they were all there together and even like when we were in the pits and there would be some like some jerk like just through riding too fast through the pits I'm like fucking who oh yeah that's the point right hooligans yeah. what do you expect you know and the, <laughs> but the way the police were approaching this and I think some of it came out in the interview but the, so many of them really wanted us to make the point that it's it's building communities what they all wanted us to know first and foremost is yeah we're cops yes we have our duty to perform and we might not be enjoying that particular duty at the time but first and foremost we're bikers we love these motorcycles Oh, so much so. I mean, how cool was Eddie that he's a motorcycle cop. He spends, what do you say, like 10 hours a day? Absolutely. In the seat. But he also, on weekends, he rides track and dirt. Like, oh, yeah. Obvi- and, uh, and, 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 he'll, and he commutes on a bike. Like, he's always oh, on obvi- bikes. Oh, Officer he's, Chan from San Jose yeah, PD. through yeah. and through. He is a hardcore biker. And the fact remains, I mean, if you're speeding going through San Jose, I mean, the chances are he's going to pull you up. You're going <laughs> to see the red and blues in your rearview mirror. He's going to write you a ticket. And, you know, I mean, this part of the job. But he is a biker down to his bootlaces, and he really wanted to get that point across. Mm. So there was a lot of camaraderie going on with them. That was really fun. And guess what? So you're saying you'll fudge a ticket for you? No. No. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is it didn't end at the event for me. Oh. So at the end of the night, 
when I was leaving and I was riding home with John on his R80. He was following me. Yes. Mm. We were splitting lanes through, uh, filtering up through the traffic to get to the freeway. Oh, wait, hold on. He made it up there on his R80? Yeah, he went back home, swapped bikes. Oh, that's right. Because he had a nail on the tire. That's right. That's right. So uh, he's riding, following me, and we're kind of filtering up and we filter up to the front of this headlight and across the intersection is the freeway entrance. Mm. And a motorcycle cop on a Harley pulled up, filtered up, and, you know, we kind of had it all pulled aside. Mm-hmm. And he was lined up next to us, and we're stuck at the red light. And I turned to him, and I had my, my mask up. And I'm like, that was fucking awesome, huh? And he just grinned back at me. He goes, <laughs> yeah. Light turn, turns green. And he's like, Wah! He takes off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I dropped the clutch and stuck on his ass. And it was in a race on a freeway on-ramp with because it was a straight on-ramp yeah. with a cop. It wasn't long before we're up to 82. Very nice. And I just kept following him. I just stayed on. I'm like, okay, you're leading. I'm follow. And, and John is like, okay. Oh, and, and he's like, he's like going through traffic and cars are like doing weird things and getting out of his way. And I'm just staying with him. Oh, that's so Just cool. staying with him. Mm-hmm. And I rode with him uh, until he got off about like 20 minutes later. And he got off and I just wait. Bye. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. But, you know, so uh, hang dude. on you because... Um, um, I left a little early with Michael McCarthy and Henry here, mm-hmm. and we had our own experience on the way back. So, uh, Henry, you wanted to talk about our ride home. Yes. Uh, I'll say this, Liza. You're a good leader, but Emma is a better <laughs> leader <laughs> when it comes to riding Dude, motorcycles. Wait, hang on. Wait. No, I didn't pay him to say that or anything. <laughs> no. I will say we got down to Monterey probably quicker than it took us to get from Santa Cruz to San Francisco not barring the stop because Emma likes to ru- likes to ride at 90 miles an hour the whole damn way. Damn. Uh, you got to do traffic it. Traffic not dependent. Well, I was I was utilizing the tried and true point and squirt method. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> a lot of squirting. Yeah, a lot of squirting. And you know, it was a, it was a fast group because of course, I'm on um, my Emma's beloved a squirter. I am a squirter. <laughs> I am the first to admit it. Um, oh the RF 900 is absolutely at its best when you've got like 80, 85 on it yeah. you just roll the power on it. Yeah. You've got everything. It's like they're engineered for that speed or something. Exactly. <laughs> that sort of like 85 to another 20 miles, 25 miles. It's just like, <laughs> boom. Um, you were on the Futura, mm-hmm. which is a hell of a bike. Dig. It's exactly as comfortable. I can keep up with you easily with right. that thing. And, then, and I commute 880 anyway, so it's kind of like exactly. my riding style then, anyway. Um, Michael McCarthy is riding the Dosadoro, which is a hell of a bike as mm-hmm. well. Um, just real low geared. So he's approaching his red line at about 110, but yeah. he's got all the power <laughs> up to there. And mm-hmm. we, yeah, and we just ripped, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And then we hit some really bad winds as soon as we entered Gilroy as well. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah, we were getting blown around a little bit, but a, a nice spirited ride back. It was a good ending to the day. Awesome. I had a similar thing too. After we departed with the cop and continued on the freeway, <clears throat> we got to Highway 17, and I think I've described this before. Our, our Highway 17 here is famous. It is a a freeway that goes over a mountain, so it is twisty it turns indeed. at freeway speeds it's like a little racetrack it's very bank turns normally Some there's a lot of yeah. traffic and you cannot go fast yeah 
But I came home at the right time of day when oh, all the traffic yeah. was leaving Santa Cruz and going <laughs> back over the hill. Oh, yeah. And there was nobody going to Santa Cruz. And I found I had open lanes. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of at dusk where my modulating headlight had not turned off yet mm. and cars saw that head modulating <laughs> headlight come behind them they get out of the way they never do that on 17 right they kept doing all that all the time and i had john with me following me and i got into the groove because i just kept having this open lane and i just started really going into the turns and just keeping it like 70 80 the whole way mm. into the turns and i saw him get <clears throat> further and further back <laughs> and i was like oh i should slow down and wait no 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm in the groove i am in the groove and it is rare to be on 17 with little traffic it's a treat yeah it's it a was treat. a perfect ride over 17. Yeah. wonderful i did not get stuck between uh behind a single car yeah. and i tell you what that Kate, that ktm you ride is a hell of a bike isn't it Oh yeah, it was great. I felt really comfortable on it. So I had a wonderful yeah. ride home. Get the too. lean and gas. Seventeen is lean and gas. Change for uh, direction. Lean and gas. Just back and forth. Back <laughs> exactly. and forth. It's great. So um, there you have it. There's our day at the Moto Beach Classic. The, the, the Moto Bay Classic. The but Misfits Grand Day Out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we had Doug and Cat P, and you said Michael was there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jay and John with us, and, and Mike was there. Mike was there, um, as as well as other friends who we've seen. Yeah. So it was a great time. I had so much fun. I'm considering going down to Huntington Beach on October 27th and 28th. Is the Moto Beach Classic? It's oh. the same event, Ooh. but it's in Huntington Beach. Mm, and that time fun. of year is going to be perfect. The only thing that I'm hesitating on, it is the weekend after Babes Ride Out. Mm. So I'm up for it. As long as Babes Ride Out doesn't beat me up too much, I'm up for it. I'll ride down with you. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at because just it was when you go to an event that's really well put on, it represents a huge portion of the motorcycle community and everyone is just friendly i didn't feel that anyone was judging anybody it was awesome you know they're rooting for the guy on the scooter in the races you know (laughs) yeah how often does that happen that's what you gotta do not too often (laughs) well i mean vintage days is kind of like that yeah yeah Yeah, it is like that it was a similar kind of spirit yeah so i'm thinking of going on down there but if you're down in the la area definitely want to check out Roland Sands Design RSD presents Moto Beach Classic. Mm-hmm. Good um, event. I think we have one or two listeners in the uh, Los Angeles metropolitan area. On a good day, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one or two. So um, that's pretty much it. No emails to read. There was. Nobody loves us. <laughs> there was one I wanted to mention. Let me find it real quick, if you don't mind. Am I ramble on while I look for this? Well, what, I mean. <laughs> I, d- I really don't know what to say. <laughs> Guys, if you if you are a Patreon subscriber and you have a problem with your bike, use Ask Miss Emma. I mean, I love answering emails. I think it's sold out right now. Really? Yeah. Mm. We have a limit on how many people can 
do oh, we need, ask well, Miss Emma. Well, maybe we need to up that a, a little bit because... I kept it at a limit because I didn't want you to have too many emails. You're right. saying mm. I should add a couple more spots? Yeah, why not? Be, you know, How about five more spots? Let's do five more spots. All there right. you go. I'm going to open up five more spots on the Ask Miss, Miss Emma. What that is is $10 a month gets you access to the super secret email that goes directly to Miss Emma and you can ask her anything about your bike. It also gets you entered in our monthly drawings and gives you access Access to our bonus content, including the um, the little mini episode we just dumped right. on uh, Royal Enfield. Exactly, and the, and I mean this is legit. I can honestly say, I mean, I don't know everything about every bike. I, w- I wouldn't be so presumptuous to even think that, but I have genuinely helped at least four or five people get their bikes back on the road with complex enough problems that you'd be talking about three or four hundred bucks at the dealership exactly so um use it please i'm i'm more than happy to answer your question so uh we have an email um and this is from moto g pete <laughs> moto g pete and <laughs> Hello, swiggy pete. of the noco moto podcast you guys, there's another motorcycle podcast out there. And I took a listen, and they passed my criteria of having good audio. Oh, nice. Oh, very good. Yeah, I like that good audio. No more of this, like, Skyping each other. Like, you need to up the ante. And and they're doing it. So um, they entered on the Twisted Road uh, contest. Sorry, he didn't win. But he says main main point here is to say hello and to mention that we have media credentials for the AIM Expo and hope to meet any of the misfits that might be showing up. Oh, well, I want to meet. I want to meet Swiggy. Yeah. Well, hello there. Um, and yes, we are planning on going. Um, they have plans already to meet up with the Wheel Nerds and Bruce Philp of yeah. Motorcycle Live. So what? that's cool. Um, and they said because it's so rude to show up to a party empty-handed, they will add that MotoGP's real name, I'm not going to say it, uh, Nokomoto has become a Patreon subscriber. So they are a subscriber Where's to the us. AIM Expo again around here? AIM Expo is in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. Viva! They say, anyhow... Are we, we, are we taking a trip over there? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you want to come? I'm, I'm flying. Jim is riding. Ooh, I haven't ridden it. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, you can, if, you can rent my Versus to ride this. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. You know, if we ride to Vegas, we can stop at Baker and look at the biggest thermometer in the world. How yeah. exciting. So they said, anyhow, we love your show and hope to maybe meet any or all the misfits one day, whether at AIM Expo, the Recycle Garage, or on a random road somewhere. You are the gold standard of motorcycle podcast. Cool. Hey, you can't, you can't say shit like that. What a kissy Don't say that. I think that was Swiggy. I really, I really appreciate that. That's nice. I do appreciate it. So yeah, um, check out the Moto Noco podcast. I, I, I appreciate all the new motorcycle podcasts out there. Yeah, everybody's just bringing their own thing to this really cool community that we have. Yeah, we're the bestest though. Uh, Not quite. <laughs> Maybe. We still have Cleveland Moto, though. Yeah, we can't compete with those guys. Oh, they're good. They, they got they Adventure Rider Radio. He does a really good job with that one, too. Right. There's, you know, there's there some good shows out there. There are so many good shows out there. And, you know, when I said it's the bestest, I really mean the community but, of motorcycling. We, we, You know, biking is so head and shoulders above really any other pursuit of getting around you know can you imagine what 
Prius owners like when they get together? <laughs> oh, oh, Can we start a helicopter podcast? What about horse people? Rotary wing. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. You know, you got Motorcycle Men and Creative Riding. There's a whole bunch of shows out there. Yes. But what none of them have is Miss Emma. Oh. Mm. And we got Miss Emma. This is true. What well, about that's, a? That's very, very sweet of you. Thank you. What and, about a wingsuit yeah. podcast? Well, that'd be pretty <laughs> what? I would uh, listen to okay. that. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, you guys are off track. So I think it's time to just say once again thank you to all of our listeners and to our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you. To, yeah, to everyone sending in the emails and thank you, Moto Noco Podcast, for that compliment. That was very nice. On that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Um, hopefully. We'll see some people out there, maybe at AIM Expo, maybe at the uh, the Moto Beach Classic. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff coming right. up. Um, Our, and also, Jim and I are going to Yosemite next ooh, month Nice for a dual sport ride. Lots of stuff coming up. So um, on that note, thank you again. This is Liza. Bagel. Jeremy. Emma Darling. <laughs> what the? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You're an idiot, not. <laughs> I'll play us out. Uh, this is Henry. <laughs> and we are out of here. Cool, cool. cool.